Hideo Kojima has been a standard bearer for the very best that the gaming medium has to offer, and has inspired many into creating a mature art form. That guy, like, he's, he's such a genius, and uh, I'm just doing whatever he says, you know, and he's like, we're gonna make people cry. I'm like, for a video game? And he's like, yep. What? Because Kojima is the, the master. He's the Kasparov of, of, uh, of video games. And then he goes, he goes, and I go, playing me? And he goes, no, they'll be you. It's not, obviously, it's not story-driven in the sense that we go from A to Z, like we do in a film. It is out of time, out of space. It is in the moment. So I think the opportunity of, of doing things we've never done before could be very interesting. Keys to gaming in many ways uh, what Cameron or Spielberg are to filmmaking. His absolute passion for perfection and his narrative ambition and scope. There is nothing in his stories that he does not love and feel strongly about. You can see strands of action, strands of manga, anime, tokusatsu, epics and existential philosophy. He believes, as I do, that we must cherish this medium not only for the entertainment possibilities, but for its artistic ones. We both believe that these things, these strands of pop culture, are actually keys to the mythology of our century. He proves that an altruistic boy's ambition can sing loud and clear above the din of sameness, and that an individual with conviction and faith can manage anything through hard work. It is my great pleasure to introduce a creator, an innovator, and an awesome dude. Ladies and gentlemen, Hideo Kojima! Hello everyone, I'm back. Greetings ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 11 of Death Stranding Podcast. It is Friday the 29th of December, and there are 80 days to GDC, 87 days to PAX East, and 165 days to E3 2018. I am your regular host, Albert, and today I am joined by my co-hosts. Please introduce yourselves, starting with our new contributor, Arthur. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Arthur from Russia. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it was... I've heard about this podcast about like a week and a half ago, or maybe less, but I really, really liked what you guys did. It was uh, the 10th episode uh, before before the TGA, so yeah, uh, I really, really wanted to join you guys because there is not that many uh, people that I know that uh, that could have a conversation about not just the death trending, but in general about video games in the way that you guys do. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're most welcome, Arthur. Welcome, definitely. And we'll get more into, um, uh, you know, sharing some of your thoughts about um, uh, about Death Stranding and Kojima and games definitely later on. Um, so yeah, welcome. And I'll just throw it to Dean, and we'll go from there. Introduce yourselves. Go ahead, Dean. Yeah, I'm Dean, and I'm back. And I'm really interested to see how this episode will turn up, considering it's the first one of its kind. So first minute. Yes. Analysis, mm-hmm. let's say. Yeah. Got yeah. to be back. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really stoked about that. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, sorry, man. Hey, uh, okay. hi, this is Steve, Anna, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm glad to be back, man. Yeah, awesome, fantastic. Yeah, nice, to, nice to have you back, Steve. It's been a while. Uh, and then we have uh, Daniele. Hello, um, here as always, uh, <laughs> and uh, very glad to be here. Very glad to be part of this podcast. And I want to thank Arthur for his kind words because uh, really, 
Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you're welcome. We definitely appreciate that, man. Absolutely. Coolie, so that is all of us on the episode. It's a five, uh, five contributor episode. I'm using the word contributor just as sort of a catch-all because I don't know if people want to be called guests or visitors or whatever. It's just the one thing that kind of balances it all out is that we're all, all of us on this call contributing to the discussion. So I'll just go with that term for now. But anyway, um, for our new listeners, I just wanted to inform you that this is a weekly podcast dedicated to Death Stranding, the currently in production upcoming title from Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions. As well as news and discussion on the game itself, we also cover Mr. Kojima's many and varied influences, everything from literature to film, poetry, TV, and more. Our mission is to showcase and celebrate just how culturally, intellectually, artistically, and philosophically enriching and eclectic Mr. Kojima's work truly is, leading up to and following the game's eventual release. With that regular rundown out of the way, let's get the show started. Fantastic. Okay, so... Um, yeah, um, actually, before we uh, throw it to any of you, I'll just do a quick thing for, it's sort of a, a listener-requested um, uh, sort of element to each episode. Um, I'll do a quick overview of how the show will be, and also um, our awesome uh, contributor, Dean, has been a master of timestamping. So he timestamped <laughs> the last episode of uh, um, Interactive Artistry that is on um, YouTube now, so you can thank him um, for, for sort Good of... Good job, Dean. Yeah, so legend. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it, man. So um, for our new listeners, uh, this is how we kind of structure things. So um, we kind of start with like checking on how everyone's week was in Kojima slash Death Stranding kind of content and news um, sort of and we do a bit of a round table that way. Um, then we kind of jump onto the news from Twitter and around the web. So just again, staying on that very forefront of um, what's happening with Death Stranding and um, Dean sort of in the pre-show kind of uh, teased us with uh, what may be coming out in as you mentioned like an hour or something so uh i'm really excited about that um um the third thing is we sort of um grab sort of selections from the death stranding reddit whether it's um your responses to our pre-taping post which we always make a couple of hours before um reading out a few comments there and then also if there's anything else on the reddit that kind of jumps out at us we, we'd like to um uh, sort of highlight that and, and shout out the creator of that whatever post and if there's meritorious discussion there um our fourth segment is um supporter shout outs and comment readouts um from anywhere on the web so that expands out to twitter and facebook and all those things um then that's kind of leads us straight into our, the topic of each episode which for this week we have Arthur for um, what we're beginning now is a sub-series entitled Threading the Strands and, um, and they call it that because there's going to be like a special kind of intro outro for, for that segment within an episode it's like episode-ception um, because we want to <laughs> yeah uh, as we crack on to that um, segment later I'll sort of break down even further what it's going to be but needless to say not to worry we won't be analyzing every speck of mud on every screen and get all obsessive and um, unappealing frankly it's going to be using each episode as a guideline for discussion um, and that'll take whatever tangents it will so um, that's going to be what this sub-series of eight episodes because one episode for each minute and there are eight minutes for the latest trailer We'll have an off-season uh, between then, where we'll be discussing each uh, main topic for about uh, uh, probably an, another seven episodes or so. We'll be centering around um, a director per episode, so um, again, loose discussion, nothing too obsessive. We'll be looking at Kubrick, um, Lynch, uh, Jodorowsky, Tarkovsky, um, 
all of these uh, sort of cinematic influences. Nolan, uh, Christopher Nolan with his um, uh, Dunkirk, you know. So we'll be looking at uh, in the off season, um, and then uh, we'll be back on if the segment um, or if the yeah this sort of setup of the threading the strands um, agrees with our listeners. And I'll I'll put a poll out there if people a Twitter poll if if people enjoyed the 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 sort of um, threading the strands, which Arthur no pressure at all, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if our audience um, enjoys the segment, um, we'll, we'll We'll happily um, um, do the same for trailers two and one, uh, which will actually tidily lead us straight up to um, E3. So just figured I'd um, debut that to our listeners and to you guys as well in terms of the structure for pretty much the next 30 or 40 episodes. (laughs) Nice. Which is kind of cool. After the main topic, we'll have closing remarks from everyone if they want. As long as the most important thing on the show is everyone uh, feels as though they've heard, felt heard, and that they've expressed everything they'd like to about uh, whatever it is they've um, got on their chest regarding interactive artistry and stuff. Um, And then our seventh segment is uh, sign off and wrap up. So social media and going over all of the um, sort of uh, closing thoughts. So figured I'd do that. Um, I'll find out a more streamlined way to do that at the top of every episode, but it's important for our listeners to know that like there is structure to the show, so I figured I'd do that. Um, but yeah, so let's start with our first segment, which is How Was Everyone's Week in Kojima slash Death Stranding slash Interactive Artistry News. And I want to start with our um, newcomer, Arthur. How was your week in Death Stranding slash Kojima? Um, well, uh, as, as already was mentioned about that news, that we'll get back by the, uh, later. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, when I... it, My week was mostly related to your podcast, guys, mm. uh, because I was marinating on it for a week. Okay. Uh, and one thing I really liked when you came up with uh, your conversation with... Uh, what's the name? Ray? Uh, your partner. Yeah, Ray, my partner, that's right. Thank you, man. Yeah. I'll pass that on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned about uh, Samuel Beckett. Yes. Uh, uh, I, I didn't do like a whole lot of research on him. Uh, I just... Uh, I've taken everything that you said. And, and it really reminded me about the themes that uh, Kojima usually uh, shows in his work. Okay. About uh, perseverance and going against uh, the circumstances. Absolutely. And here I real and here I realize because here I realize that my my thoughts are sprawling and it's gonna take like for thirty minutes straight. So I, I just try to push it back a bit. <laughs> so yeah, in in general, yeah, I was it mostly was related to your podcast and some things on uh, related to his Twitter actually. One thing I want to I want to show you guys. Yeah. Not here. Here. So uh, on his Twitter, he tweeted this image of uh, him listening to Mij Ure, his name, uh, okay. the guy from Ultravox, uh, whose song, uh, well, cover of the David Bowie song was used in Phantom Pain. Oh. Uh, oh yeah, this man has all the world. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, he posted that. Uh, image of his phone and uh, obviously him listening to Mitch Ure orchestrated uh, that's in the afternoon so what I did I looked up the not orchestrated version but the original one 
it was called also I remember parentheses death in the afternoon and guess take a guess how the album cover looks like I'm gonna <laughs> send you a, a screenshot you okay. can guys check it out I will check it I'm, I'm opening up the Skype chat now oh he sent it already fantastic this is really now tell me what does it look like okay well. <laughs> oh my lord uh, pretty much like people from the mud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, literally, no. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll add to both of your points, um, Dean and Arthur. It's exactly. This is exact imagery from the first trailer of the hands reaching up through the mud. Um, I just love. I love you guys, and I love this podcast, and I love Kojima, and I love Death Stranding because this is why this. Um, uh, this um, particular creator and like this this kind of sphere of the interactive medium rewards such close and sort of symbolic uh, reading and curiosity like not many like you know life itself if you really want to put it in that general terms like it does reward curiosity just unto itself it's worthwhile to see the deeper layer of things um, but uh, it's so refreshing that this truly does you know um, and it effortlessly does that as well so thank you um, so much for that oh I think we have Daniela he jumped out briefly I'm not sure I just saw him kind of leave the chat oh no we've lost his favor that's it he no longer loves us that's sad oh, boy. oh well also uh, Russian YouTube awesome check it out Amazing. Thanks for the screenshot, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Fantastic. Awesome. No, I love that, man. Absolutely. Did you want to add anything to your kind of uh, roundtable there? Um, um, uh, aside from that, naturally, there are thoughts, uh, as I already mentioned, that, that might take a lot of time sure. for, for introduction. So I'll, I think I'll just uh, leave it for, for, the, yeah. for the later part too easy and please jump, cool. yeah definitely and jump in with with your thoughts as they form um and as they you know like sure, sure. yeah absolutely cool um let's go steve how was your week uh man my uh my week was uh, it was very busy i yeah. actually uh, to be honest i didn't have time to <laughs> to check on uh on the reddit but uh okay. but when it comes to this picture that uh that arthur shared it kind of reminded me of uh, i think someone uh shared on the reddit Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, the album cover for the um, for the Mike Oldfield uh, album that had the uh, the nuclear song. Yeah. And uh. I think I think they shared, and it has like uh, also like handprints or something. I don't know if that's the uh, I don't know if someone photoshopped the handprints or something, but uh, it reminded me of that, and it was very interesting. Okay. Also, Steve, <laughs> share, we... the, share the picture. Absolutely. Before you go on, I'm just hearing a little bit of background fuzz, so just to make sure our audio is clean. Um, Arthur, do you have a mute button by any chance? Yeah. Okay, just quickly mute and just see... I just want to just sort of check. Cause okay, just... okay, okay. Yep. Ah, fantastic. Okay. I um, I think I've, I've pinpointed this, the, what the fuzz was. So, um, Arthur, there's just a little bit... Like, it's fine. We can keep can, we can keep recording. But just with you, um, if it's possible, just before like uh, you speak and after you speak, um, just have it muted because we just... Yeah, for some reason, we're just have, having a bit of fuzz there. Um, and just, Steve, go ahead. Just say whatever. Whatever, man. <laughs> whatever, man. You're just... Like, life is just whatever. You know what I mean? Okay, so that's kind yeah. of much clearer. Beautiful. Um, and yeah, just chime back in, Arthur. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. All right. Yeah, so I can, yeah, I can do that. What you ask me. You're a legend. It's fine. It's fine. You are. You do. You are a credit to the entire country of Russia. Do you understand? Yeah. 
You're you're one of you're. That's a, a bit of a stretch. No, no, you don't. You don't tell me what to think. Okay, <laughs> I know, I know the value of a human being when I meet them. Okay, you're you're an exemplary human being. Fantastic. Okay, <laughs> no, sorry. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for um helping with that little technical thing, guys. And Steve, please continue. And. I uh, know, and and. Yeah. And uh, I saying that because. The, the Mike Oldfield album, uh, they also had a bit of maybe resonance with what Kojima's doing with the handprints and stuff. Yep. Um, but uh, busy week. Uh, uh, I'm just happy to be back. Awesome. Fantastic, man. Easy peasy. Um, and let's go down the line. Uh, Dean, how was your week in Death Stranding slash Kojima? Oh, well, it was pretty good. Uh, I mean, there were a couple of Reddit posts that really was, inter was interesting for me. Uh, the one with MGS4 casting length treatment and uh, I was very surprised how it got great reception because I remember maybe six months ago or so I actually did a pool uh, that um, you know like uh, it, it put it put MGS5 and MGS4 cutscene length versus one another right yeah and it pretty much I mean MGS5 won by a stretch so so I, I was pretty pretty surprised that it had like 160 uploads, and you you know I, I was all over that and um, and I gotta say I, I have to control myself a bit a <laughs> bit further when no no because I I really I am trying to be constructive and only you know have constructive dis discussions but sometimes my emotions <laughs> get or get um, get the better hold of me so yeah get the better of me right right <laughs> but yeah I, I think i'm improving so yeah i, I had lots of uh, very good discussions about it so yeah i'm pretty happy with it that's awesome and yeah I, and i'm really glad it, it, people people really seem to want more cutscenes i i think they saw the trailers and and you simply want more of that because it's fucking perfect. So yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> fucking perfect really, really encapsulates how I feel about it too, buddy. Um, and I think we have Daniela back. Oh, but yeah. Anyway, um, uh, Dean, did you have any other thoughts uh, for your sort of um, segment of the kind of how was your week in the Stranding slash Kojima roundtable? Or um, we'll come back to you after. Or how do you feel? Well, no, I'm I'm just really really expecting that new news. I and know. and yeah, I'm really excited because it is possible. I think that we will get some kind of release date, and I, I still don't think it will be it will be 2018, but 2019 could be, and maybe early 2019 because with all the hints now. So yeah, I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. Amazing and um, definitely, and I'll just as a little teaser to our listeners. So one thing that he has um, sort of tweeted out, and what's been sort of reported is that it's one of our main of our four topics. Um, uh, this episode is he's said that um, in 2018 he will make us he will make an announcement that will surprise everyone and and for me I can take that both a couple ways one is surprise everyone in, in that like is he like he's making this announcement at all possibly maybe even surprising us by being kind of iconoclastic to his own kind of um, conventions by announcing like a release date possibly or the information itself could be surprising so it's either the act itself being surprising or the info or possibly both so that could be pretty interesting but um okay so daniela are you back yes i'm back uh, sorry my my pc is really dying nice. i need to buy a new one very soon <laughs> this is a tight podcast you embarrass us all and i'm so so disappointed in you how dare you <laughs> how dare you lower the quality i'm kidding 
Listen, <laughs> you're fine, dude. So, it's fine. Like we had actually while you were away, I, I, ironically, um, we picked up on an uh, on a thing with uh, with just for some reason, like on Arthur's end, he's just very kindly. He's muting every time uh, he uh, um, before and after he speaks because there was just for some reason some weird kind of fuzz. We are, after all, you know, it's 2017, but you know, like this is still kind of crazy, you know, to think about, you know all of us basically in different countries, you know? Um, so a little bit of fuzz is forgivable and I really uh, appreciate Arthur for doing that. Quickly, just to check, Arthur, um, are you there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you, how am I coming through now? I just uh, meddled with some uh, options, with some... Beautiful. Uh, do I sound, is there a crack still or fuzz? Oh, there's a little bit of fuzz, but it sounds much better. Um, actually okay. it's coming out much clearer i i also need to find out maybe it's as simple as as doing what you just did um with skype uh, i've been trying to actually increase the volume of my end because i tend to kind of disappear into the background i've had a few listeners say uh i'm really looking forward to like riding my bike to work and not hearing albert because everyone else comes through clear mm -hmm. and albert disappears so um if i'm missing something really basic and 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 like is there some way to just like increase my volume right now? Do you guys know about that with Skype? It, maybe it's not with Skype. It might be with, uh, what do you use? What's your setup? Uh, my setup is MacBook um, using Skype and then Ecamm uh, uh, Skype recorder tech. So, but you're right. I think I might jump quickly into the system preferences just to see. And the, the most- Yeah, I meddled with system preferences. Fantastic. In, in my case, it was that. Amazing. Let's make this happen. So I'm going to go sound and then go input. Input volume. Okay, I'm going to go... You guys let me know. Am I coming through lower now? Yeah, you're coming lower, yeah? I'm coming yeah. Through probably very low, aren't I, right now? Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay. Almost. Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Um, that's apparently... Okay, yeah, I can make you guys up like louder and and less loud as well okay so that's fine all right well that's a, as loud as i get so uh there you go folks the mystery is solved and there we go so until i get a daniela level mic set up look at you with your fucking fence <laughs> your bloody show off mm. fucking hell um sorry that, that's as australian as i'll ever get okay um but yeah please continue daniela see it's fine like text tech, tech stuff happens it's all good it's all natural um yeah please continue yeah, well, uh, my week was um, very singular because I had friends who never experienced single-player experienced single player games who saw the latest Death Stranding trailer and were really interested and started asking, asking me questions as they knew I was a, a fan of Kojima. Nice. And, um, yeah, it was, it was really nice because even though they never played the single-player game, they, they felt fascinated by this trailer and they said, Wow, I wanted to know more about this world. Yeah, uh, that's really what everything's about, right? Mm. So, yeah, it was really satisfying explaining them things and seeing them becoming more and more interested in that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really like that. Um, so if I'm gonna take like a sort of bird's eye view of everyone's week, the kind of common threads that I see is that it's been less about obviously stuff happening much in the news. Um, it's kind of we've gone 
kind of quasi into sort of quasi dormant mode again after sort of the E3, sorry, the um, uh, the Game Awards sort of hoopla of the new trailer and um, and then the IGN article. Um, also, all our listeners, I hope you've been having a wonderful uh, kind of holiday period with like friends and family and all that. It's always really nice to kind of take this time at the end of the year to um, gain perspectives about the year that's been and and have. Um, um, kind of hopes for the year that's coming. So cool. I hope that's also been the case with all of our listeners and you guys. Albert, yes. Uh, Go ahead, Arthur. Yeah, sir. To cut you off, uh, uh, Daniela just reminded me something uh, with uh, with his story about uh, his relatives and friends asking him about, well, being impressed by the Death Stranding trailer. Mm-hmm. Did anything? Because it reminded me when uh, Silent Hills was announced. Mm-hmm. Like what? Uh, three years ago. Yeah. We had in Russia. We had uh, even radio stations reporting on that. Oh. Uh, which is was very very strange to hear <laughs> because in, out of nowhere, a new game uh, with Norman Reedus created by Guillermo del Toro in apparently some Japanese guy named Hideo Kojima <laughs> is uh, going to be a continuation of very well known established series. And it was so strange to hear that at Subway yeah, when I was uh, ordering my Subway. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I even cool. talked to my dad about that. Oh, that's awesome. And, my, and how disappointing it was to hear that it was cancelled. Oh, I, I, I was hot. Breaking and, and I was looking at just as I was tidying up the interactive artistry uh, YouTube because um, it used to be called something different and um, I was looking at some of my older videos and my one my first video was uh, filmed in 2015 and I have this big like youthful hopeful look on my face and I'm like guys the the year that's coming is going to be so amazing we're getting the order 1886 we're getting um all these like the last guardian and then we're getting silent hills and we're getting metal gear solid 5 <laughs> and and i so you can just see um it's a kind of egg same kind of feeling as you said arthur also i love that arthur just like every and also everyone just like arthur if you want to just jump in with how uh, each of your respective countries and like uh, immediate sort of social circles um sort of uh, have have reacted to or if any any anecdotes or stories about that that's really cool i just love the arthur's subway story <laughs> it's really cool <laughs> you know <laughs> i really dig that and and like daniela's uh stories about his pals like you know just being like oh now that daniela is uh pod- yeah, yeah, yeah. Pod- podcast famous now everyone wants to like be his friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> that's see that's called sens- sensationalization and um <laughs> I-, I have uh i've i've accepted that i'm able to speak that language of the marketers and like you know that's when i'm titling the episodes i, I kind of it's inevitable like i just think about oh what's something that would be eye-catching so um now in the episode description i will put it at the very top i'll say daniela declares that he's better than all the podcasters here he thinks he's famous <laughs> now he thinks he's so he's changed he's changed forever i don't know who this daniela <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding well about daniela that, promoted to being the mayor of, of his yeah. town <laughs> there was a friend of mine today who asked me what a podcast was because I told him I have to go home by five because I have to be in a podcast. And he said, what's a podcast? So that's how famous I am. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I'm obviously kidding. And if someone asked me out of context what podcast was, I would ask, I would probably be like, is that something to do with like de- detecting like the gender of a child? It's like, are you casting <laughs> some kind of like ultrasonic? You're casting this like waves on this like pod, which is like the female tummy that has like a baby in it, which is interesting because Death Stranding. Ooh, connections. Okay. Oh. 
All right. Strands. Strands, indeed. Um, and we, we, we have a little bit of fun with that, guys, listeners, guys and gals, and everyone. Um, as close and as uh, in-depth as we get, it's always important to have a bit of fun as well. Coolies. All right, so that seems as though... Um, any other closing thoughts there, Daniela, or are we good to crack on with the second segment? No, I think I'm too famous to have fun with Oh, God, I knew this would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Awesome. Well, that was kind of our first segment, listeners. Our second segment is news from Twitter and around the web. We've incorporated a little bit of, of it with our sort of roundtable, but um, I'll sort of bring up here in my notes the sort of main things. Um, we have the Jordan Vote Roberts scan, right? Um, mm-hmm. Jordan Vote Roberts is a director. He directed um, Kong, Kong Skull Island which was a, a, a low-key, uh, camouflaged love letter to um, some aspects of uh, Metal Gear, where, um, again, spoilers if you haven't seen the film, but like we won't be discussing strictly plot, just stylistic things. There's a, a ship in Kong Skull Island called the Grey Fox, so uh, that's oh. a direct nomenclature kind of throwback and, and, and sort of tip of the hat um, to Kojima. We have a sequence which Jordan Vogue Roberts has openly admitted, look, this is my demo tape to Kojima that I can pull off a intriguing um, psychomantis scene. We have um, the samurai fight uh, kind of sequence with the gas mask and the slow motion when they're being attacked in the um, uh, skull crawler um, camp or sort of the skull crawler nest rather and it's just like it's like smoggy everywhere and it's again take that out of context and put it in a metal gear film and it would totally fit um then we have um yeah just bits and bobs throughout the film i would definitely and obviously you have the the whole premise of it being set in the 70s um and then these colossal creatures you know again like metal gears are, are colossal themselves so it's this beautiful kind of low-key demo reel i kind of like to say um that you know with jj when he made um the 2009 star trek that that was his low-key demo reel for making a star wars one day (laughs) so i i kind of see skull island as the same way so he is being scanned in um in the same way that we have seen uh mads mickelson scanned in and also kojima himself so that is another another example of um kojima just basically like you know, uh, just you know how like Benicio del, Co- del Toro's character from um, Guardians of the Galaxy, how he just collects people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just feel like he's doing mm. that in a sort of loving way with like, yeah. his his best friend. So I'll do a quick little roundtable on on Bo Roberts um, and his work. So we'll go. Um, let's start with Steve. Um, well, to be honest, I I didn't like. Uh, uh, I haven't seen any other movies by him, but I, I have. I, I didn't like the Kong movie. Okay. Um, That's cool. I thought it was very. I don't know. I, I I thought it was kind of boring. I thought it was kind of very formulaic, and I actually didn't even finish it because I just oh, I, I, I I fell asleep because. It, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, Kojima is probably gonna use him as a you know he he always does that where he scans his friends and use them as like generic soldiers or something. Yeah. I'm sure there are people that are going to be like, oh my god, this is in the same universe as Kong or something. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I I mean I I don't think it's uh, it's, it's a it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's he's like you said he's just scanning his friend for you to use him as a I don't know as an enemy or maybe as a as a generic 
colleague or something. That's okay. Um, quickly, Steve, it's funny you were talking about Metal Gear. You actually came through sounding essentially like um, Deep Throat or something, like just garbled. Like we we understood it, but like for some reason your Skype is just having a little bit of issues. For, it's just like <laughs> a little bit of that. I don't know. Oh, why. sorry, man. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Do you wanna? Uh, let's try it one more time. Uh, if you wanna jump jump out, then jump back in. You're more than welcome to do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll see you soon. Um, let's throw it to Daniele. What did you think of uh, yeah. him being scanned in? Well, I'd love to be scanned in Kojima games, but <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I don't really know because um, I understand that he uh, scanned Guillermo del Toro, and he'll have another actor playing as him. Yeah. Um, with his appearance, uh, but um, um, I don't know if he plans to do the same with uh, Jonah Bog Roberts, or uh, if it's just a cameo of, of some sort, of a character that we'll see for like two seconds in the game. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would see I would see him being like a vendor <laughs> in a shop. <laughs> I, I, I actually think he's going to be the, the new Otakon because we've it's been established that he is an otaku with Kojima and they have that connection and um, he kind of looks like a merchant. He's like he looks like a jovial bazaar owner, so he could be a bizarre yeah. bazaar owner, you know, maybe. Yeah, uh, that's what I think. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. I like to stay to stay mind uh, open and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll definitely check it out for sure. Um, Dean, what did you think of the scanning? And we can keep it as brief or as go as long as you like. Yeah, actually, uh, I, I tried to because someone I think in Reddit posted a picture or something like that, and uh, I, I tried to look for it. Right, I mean the source, the real source, not the screenshot. Mm-hmm. And then I went to his Instagram and I couldn't find it. So I don't know if it's, I mean, maybe it's back in the past. So I didn't go very much into oh. the past or, or, or he removed it or I don't know. But are you even sure that that's Kojima's um, motion capture yeah. studio or it, something? It, yeah, because it looks exactly I mean, it looks like similar. It. Yeah, it I'll looks s- similar. Yeah, but sure I'll, yeah. I'll, send, I'll send it to you man i'll just find the picture here because i as soon as i come across these things i'll uh i, I tend to just sort of screen capture them straight away um steve i see you yeah. jump back in that's right how do i sign um i'll, I'll get back I to think you it's, <laughs> it's still a little is bit it better is it worse <laughs> it's okay it's, it's a just bit... just 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 tell me just give it give it just to tell me. me if i should just <laughs> give it give, no no it's like i was just thinking like give it to me straight doctor how bad is it it's like, <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, yeah, just, just, just to fuck off and I'll fuck off because Oi. I don't know what's happening to my connection, man. Steve, you're fine. It's fine. Like, as long as you're intelligible, okay. I'm sure, because our listeners love you. They do. You know, I, I asked all of them. I asked all five. Right. I asked all five of them. I went to each of, I went to each of their houses. I, I took a flight and I was like, listen, I don't, I just want to ask, do you like Steve? And they said yes. So, you know what I mean? So, right. So, um. That's cool. So, um, Arthur, what did you think of uh, Vogue Robert being scanned in? Um, well, it reminded me, if you remember, the, one of the first trailers for, I think it was Red Band trailer for Phantom Pain, mm-hmm. uh, when even uh, like new new uh, game mechanics were introduced, like uh, day and night cycle and uh advanced uh, mobility and all that there was a moment where 
uh, snake grabs uh, an assault rifle from a Russian soldier oh, yeah. and shoots him right oh, before yeah. the cover starts mm. or something like that. That soldier was Ludwig Forsell. Oh, get out of here. That's amazing. The composer, yeah. everyone, uh, listeners. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. He was yeah. scanned. And one of other uh, staff members, I don't remember his name and I'm not really sure what his position was. Uh, he was that doctor in one of the first trailers. Uh, uh, what was the name of the song by Garbage? Not uh, Your Kind of People. Yeah. Uh, if you remember one oh, of yeah. the, yeah, with white uh, blonde hair, uh, short blonde hair, he asks, what about him? That another guy. And we oh, don't yeah, I remember that. He was replaced, I believe, in the uh, in the later iteration of the game when it was released. But cool. we can see him again when uh, uh, Snake escapes uh, Man on Fire with uh, Ishmael on on the ambulance. There is a body that drops on the uh, window of mm-hmm. a car. It's that guy. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Amazing. So, yeah, it reminds me, he might be just some uh, very minor NPC character. Maybe there is some kind of a big event with many people and he's just like in a focus for a moment and then he gets, I don't know, wasted. And okay. just, just just for fun. Or he might be just another uh, goo creature, hmm. black goo creature, like just Kojima did is himself. There you go. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, Arthur coming in with the. By the way, was he comments. was he also scanning a woman? Oh, um, did you I see? I think he was scanning a. Did you see another photo? Um, I think there was a thing where he was scanning a woman. Interesting. I'm very interested uh, about that. When 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 did he do that? When was it? Uh, I think it was like two weeks ago. I I can't remember, but somebody somebody in yeah, the Reddit kind of. After the trailers. Uh... Uh, some pictures were out, I think, about some something something similar to to those uh, before a woman again. But I, I'm not sure. It's yeah, uh, it, it was it was pretty you know vague. So okay. uh, I, I didn't catch that. Interesting. But uh, Interesting. yeah, just after release of the, of the trailer, one or two days after, I think. Okay, mm. crazy. That's really intriguing, guys. You know, I also, I, I also wanted to mention, I also wanted to mention that I jumped in just as uh, I think Daniel was saying that he thought uh, uh, this guy was going to be the uh, like a merchant. Oh yeah. I kind of yeah. just picture him like the guy from. I kind of just picture the guy like um, you know, like the merchant from Resident Evil Four. That is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yes. What are you buying? <laughs> that's Want right. to buy some babies? <laughs> <laughs> that's who knows and and john and uh that guy who what's his name the director jonathan jonathan uh that's his name yeah 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 jonathan jordan jordan uh, jordan, 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 jordan. That's right, that's right. yeah jordan and instead of like a pouch or something or a bag he just drops ammo out of his beard because he just, <laughs> just oh, yeah. that big I want this game even out. more now. Gosh. You might not, yeah. you might not have guessed, but the black hole is inside here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's that's what's happening. Okay, Arthur has all the insights. This is absolutely true. Um, we're actually this is a, a scoop, guys. That we're actually revealing um, the first <laughs> the first sequence of Death Stranding is we're actually going to see Death. We're going to see um, a zoom in of uh, Norman Reedus. Like <laughs> that you think that he's like 
clutching like a like a log like in a forest but it's actually a zoomed in like strand of Jordan Vogue Roberts beard yeah um, and so and then we zoom out and we see all these Norman Reedus's clinging to each of his um, strands of his beard and then uh, everything or the whole plot everything just falls out of Jordan Vogue Roberts beard so it all makes sense now. It all makes sense. And this, see, see this, the missing part. Arthur was always the, the missing key. He was the key to unlocking all of this. Okay? So I feel feel very yeah. privileged. <laughs> That's really awesome. Thank you so much, Arthur. I love that. Yeah. You, also, you're My awesome. pleasure. Yeah, and you're, you're definitely going to be on more than one podcast for sure, dude. <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, it's it was like just only... Only 40 minutes, I can fuck it up anyway. Yeah. At any moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still plenty of time for all of us to fuck it up. Absolutely. Yeah. It wouldn't be exciting otherwise. I mean, I'm sh- pretty sure most of our listeners only really listen to just see when the exact moment will be that it all falls apart and we just all give up. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, I'll come back to, I think I've, has, has everyone kind of commented on Vogue Roberts um, on this guy? I think we have, right? Um, yeah, uh, well, the yep. only thing I wanted to add is about his filmography. And again, uh, I didn't see any of his movies, even Kong, even though I was really, really, really anticipating it. Yeah. Uh, because it's a stupid thing, but in a, one of the trailers, there is this uh, moment when uh, Tom Hiddleston character and uh, some other guy, oh, yeah. they stop when they were running away mm-hmm. and they simultaneously turn around. And it reminds me so much of all like uh, 40s and 50s adventure movies where heroes, it was all, always so expressed in their movement. So I thought maybe that's what he's going for. Like old, like a uh, throwback to old like 40s movies with campy characters that don't think that they are campy. Yeah. But uh, from what I've heard, it's not very like striking in any uh, yeah. department aside from visuals and maybe action also he's uh, he's very good at capturing the aesthetic of yeah. a time mm. I think I really like the Nixon uh, bobblehead in, in the helicopter yeah it was very neat <laughs> he definitely nailed it that from that point stylistically um, for sure man absolutely I'll um, get, give my little two cents about this also I kind of ki- skipped myself with the last segment of how, how my week was um, so I'll kind of tie the oh. Ro- oh, that's okay I skip I, that's fine I, I tend to do that, do that. Um, skipping myself um, so I'll kind of tie in my response to that um, sort of all together um, so my week uh, has been essentially uh, again without really planning to I've just been doing uh, the rounds of just connecting with uh, other sort of tangentially Death Stranding related things. So I discovered an old podcast, an episode from 2013 um, of this really great, I need to shout them out on the show. Um, They're called The School of Movies. Um, So School of Movies Archive and it's The Shores. So they're both um, these um, podcasters, their surname is Shaw and I think it's a um, husband and wife, possibly. Please correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Um, And they did a two hour and a half. It's just immediately I had to send them like a five star review straight away and just explain to them like this is um i thought really and this isn't like smoke blowing for my own for our own show but i just i i sort of included i sort of mentioned like um i wouldn't have expected to be able to connect with a podcast outside of my own where like again just when i'm kind of have these most kindred people 
frankly, that I've ever met in my life uh, come together um, for the show to discuss this stuff that means so much to me. Um, and in one episode, it was about Pacific Rim, and they did this beautiful symbolic reading of all the layers of Pacific Rim. Um, and as we know, you know, Guillermo is a friend to Kojima, just like Jordan is, and they're both film directors. And film in general is such a is so close to Kojima, even though he's so well known for games. Um, so I couldn't help but extrapolate a lot of what they put into this episode uh, on Pacific Rim to Death Stranding. Um, and there's a lot of clips, actually. I'll, I'll try and do my best to cut away to them, even though I have to find some funky way of downloading the episode itself to kind of drag it into the editor. But um, there's this great discussion between... Um, this is kind of blending between Death Stranding podcast and interactive artistry. But um, you guys know that Ken Levine, who directed Bioshock, and Guillermo del Toro once interviewed each other. You know that, right? No, no I didn't. didn't. Oh, there you go. No. It's brilliant. So I will link you all to this episode. I'll link you all to that interview. So many wonderful insights about, like, they talk about the nature of the monster. Um, and I was immediately just straight away applying all of this to um, monsters as we see them in Death Stranding. So one thing, Kojima, um, so one thing... Um, uh, Del, um, Del Toro mentioned is that um, for him, for so many designers, and sadly it's become a unfortunate trend, is that they design a monster f to serve a function, not from the point of view as character. Um, so they like again from this point, he said Har Harryhausen, Ray Harryhausen, who's so synonymous with you know things like King Kong and um, you know uh, monsters in general, and, and introducing, the, introducing that element, he once said. And a monster is only as, the design of a monster is only as good as how it looks in repose, as in not angry, like sleeping or just so. And what he means by this is that so many, um, yeah, monsters are designed to serve a function, to not really have any more dimensions than just serving the function of uh, scaring the viewer or whatever. Um, and uh, and how that's hollow, and that like you need you need the other you know you need that balance of you know, like it has to start from character. It has to start from this point of view. And immediately, when I was thinking in relation to Death Stranding, and and like, you can't be a, a friend so close and so intimate with uh, Del Toro to the extent that you're putting him in in your game, and to the extent that you're like hugging each other on stage, and you've known each other, and you care about each other's work, and you're just kindred spirits. And uh, there's no way that Kojima wouldn't absorb some of that just from proximity. So that immediately made me think, what what if we, you know how um, in the lead up to MGS5, he was like, some of you will be embarrassed by some of the things you are thinking um, about like quiet and why she doesn't have clothes on and stuff like this. And he said something like, you'll be ashamed uh, of thinking, thinking that it's just from the point of view of being, you know, just lascivious and showing off like the female form. And it ended up being, again, spoilers for a couple of year old game um, that she breathed through her skin. Um, it made me think of with these monsters, like it's, it's like, I feel as though he may even challenge us to sympathize with these creatures. He may even challenge us to sympathize with these people reaching through the mud and these giant beings. Like I, I feel as though there can be there'll there'll probably be a Lovecraftian angle to it. But even in his most Lovecraftian moments in 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 um, his other films like Yelmo, he's he's always made this given this sympathetic angle. Even Rasputin, you know, in Hellboy, like y you see him like in love with the woman and everything. And and so there's always at least some acknowledgement of the other side instead of just the monstrous. So I just yeah, I need to shout out those people. I'll I'll link you guys to that interview. Um, so that's kind of yeah. My week has sort of just been tangentially informed and sort of uh, unconsciously preparing for this, and then obviously preparing for the breakdown, which we're going to do later. Um, so that's that. And then in terms of uh, 
Vogue Roberts being scanned in. Um, I, I actually went to see uh, Kong Skull Island twice. Um, I weirdly sometimes connect with the film more than just, again, the direct kind of presentation of it as a narrative I sometimes weirdly like form these like bonds with how something is shot and like the vibe that it creates for some reason um, just how authentic it was to presenting um, the 70s as um, some of you have mentioned um, it just felt like I was in that time period like down to the you know at the end there's that um, again spoilers if you haven't seen it but that segment of uh, um, uh, you know John C. Riley's character coming back and and the way that it was filmed, it just felt like I was I was there, and I have this weird kind of strange nostalgia for like simpler times and stuff. In terms of that, obviously politically, I'm glad we've sort of progressed and everything. But um, he was very very effective at portraying that. I think the skull crawlers were a very bold decision to try and create something different uh, visually. Um, these bipedal, no back legs, you know, um, creatures, very intriguing design i remember like looking them up and googling them pretty frequently um interestingly they work on their hands they leave no other um handprints they leave no other you know they don't have a body so they just show their hands so just thought i'd throw that out there um from uh in a, to, to add what you just said uh yeah. from what i remember is uh, i guess what i really like in terms of monsters from kong uh, skull island is a uh, spider because oh, this yes. is such a good idea. Oh yeah, terrifying. If if uh, anyone remembers, it's a spider that is like four stories tall, mm. and he has uh, very thin legs, and he uh, walks among uh, bamboo woods. How do you say bamboo? Yeah, the bamboo. That's forest. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, and his legs looks like bamboo uh, trees. Yeah. So it's, he blends in so well. Mm. Absolutely, yeah, and I think he, very innovative um, designer of, of uh, if you want to use video game terms, enemies uh, and creatures. Um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely, I agree with that one. So that's that's me on that point there. So sorry for going long on that one, but um, I figured I'd kind of tie oh, two segments into one, everyone. Um, so we have that one, uh, obviously the scan. Then um, we ha we just have to like make sure we cover this. Um, also, little little brackets. I'll just say, listeners, I. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of meta because one of our topic is um, how in the news it's been reported that and you know, Yongye actually just put a really great video um, out to convey this that um, Kojima it's been sort of reported from multiple uh, sources that um, this project is really really is coming together in record time and that he feels confident about um, the late 2018, early 2019, you know, before the year that Akira was set in kind of publishing uh, or sort of release time. Um, and the kind of meta thing is that I've sort of been getting ready to hunker down and, you know, spend this time, you know, breaking down the trailers. But I, I'm, as you, as listeners, I'm sure you've guessed is we have so much news, <laughs> you know, like stuff to actually discuss instead of like it hasn't gone completely dark. And I think uh, one of our other topics is um, the 2018 tease by saying, oh, in 2018, we're going to announce something. And then Dean, as you listeners heard at the top of the show, he's like, we could be less than an hour out from receiving new information. So I'm tr I'm here trying to sort of like hunker down and get ready to sort of break this trailer down, but like Kojima's not letting me. <laughs> he just keeps releasing news, you know. Uh, so I find that kind oh, of good for us. Good for us. It really is true. So and I'm glad also Arthur. Like um, I'm not that kind of person to be like, yeah, whatever. Sure, there's news, but I've got to stick to my segment. We're gonna break down the first minute. It's like, well, 
like again, the minute breaking down stuff is really it, it's only essentially in lieu of new information and news, which is always the priority with us. Um, and it's certainly what I would want out of a podcast from Death Stranding. If I knew that the hosts were ignoring the news just for the sake of sticking to their segment, I'd be like, you guys are out of touch, you know. So um, that's important to me. So um, speaking of the 2018 tease, um, we've been hearing this. Uh, we've seen this um, uh, Twitter screen screen cap on the Death Stranding Reddit where we arose from. So shout out to that amazing community what did you guys think of that it was essentially along the lines of 20 um kojima is going to surprise us in 2018 uh arthur what did you think of that and i think he may have muted arthur are you there yeah it's true that's okay um maybe we'll cycle uh, i unmute yourself oh possibly i think he may be muted yeah um in that case, let's throw it to let's throw it to Dean. Uh, Dean, um, what did you think of the the 2018 tease? Uh, well, you know, uh, it's really. I mean, I guess it's possible, but we just don't know the structure of the game, and that's why. I mean, when you hear open world, you 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 think big, big open world, big. Everything will be big, and how can he so fast deliver a good compact game? So, in a way, I am worried because I don't know how. But the, the, there is this interview with Eurogamer, I think, and that was 2016, I think, at the start or in the middle of 2016, and he said he wanted to he wanted to do with the uh, training a bit more uh, still grand experience, but a little more. Uh, like to the ground so yeah. not as complicated as phantom pain so he did say that so and he he wanted to you know he told how he norman readers how he told that he wanted people to cry yeah and stuff like that so he i think he he's trying to keep it as simple as he can to deliver this product as fast as he can because because people are really expecting for him to that that he really delivers a full game a complete game this time and yeah and what can I say? I, I really hope that 2019, as soon as possible, he can deliver a good compact product. I really, I really believe that. And yeah, yeah I can't wait. Absolutely. I can't fucking wait. I dig that. Yeah, me neither, man. Um, go ahead, Steve. What did you think of the 2018 tease? Uh, what did I think? I, I, man, I just, I just want Kojima to take his time. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, I mean. This would probably this would probably be disastrous for the podcast, but I actually want him to keep like a low profile uh, no, during I the entire that. 2018. <laughs> during the entire 2018, but uh, but uh, yeah, I want him to take his time. I'm I'm glad I'm glad the uh, the development is is doing well, is going well, and uh, I also I am I'm also I know that Kojima won, wanted his game to his his next game after the Phantom Pain to come out in 2018. He mm. he tweeted something about. Like the dates, not the dates, like the years he 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 directed all his his, his uh, video games, and that he wanted his next video game to come out in 2018. Mm. I also want like a 2019 um, release date, just like I said, just because I, I I want him to take his time and to um, basically to make the game he wants to make. Yeah. So um, I agree. And also, like I said before, uh, to kind of keep a, a low profile and don't reveal too much. The, the best thing about that stranding is, is, is the mystery. Is the, uh, is the, the that we don't know what this, uh, what this weird stuff is showing us mean, and we can speculate about it. 
Yeah. No, I that's a really, really um important viewpoint. Um, see for sure. Also wanted to let you know you're coming through clear as crystals. So I don't know uh which gods you appeased um when you were recorded. Uh or you like rejigged. Good to hear. Yeah. Exactly. So the the uh, Skype deities love you. Uh, again. That's amazing. No, I really dig that, for sure. Um, so, um, Dean, you've um, had your uh, say. I think we've got Arthur back. Are you back, Arthur? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah, just um, that's okay. So I was just saying, going to do a quick little roundtable about what you think the uh, 2018, like you'll be surprised in 2018 uh, tease um, that they've been offering uh, recently. What did you think of that? Um, I. Uh, it reminded me of one of his older tweets. I don't remember when he posted it, but it was like a series of dates. Mm -hmm. uh, the first Metal Gear, 1987. Then, yeah, that's the one uh, I was talking about, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I, yeah, sorry, I, I didn't hear, I was a bit busy. Yeah. So yeah, it, it reminded me that. Uh, and I can't really think of any possible way of him delivering uh, <laughs> uh, by 2018, even 2019, because I know. Even with Decima, uh, even if he had a lot of people working on him, actually, he stated that he has uh, around 100 people in his uh, company, this in team, his yeah. studio. Mm -hmm. uh, but Mats once said, maybe he uh, a bit exaggerated a bit, but he said there are like 300 people oh. uh, working for him. Wow, it could be anything between that, I suppose, then. You know? Maybe maybe he was aiming for 100, but uh, for this uh, current project he hired more people. Maybe that's why it's uh, they say uh, because in that interview, uh, part of interview, uh, he said that Sony Interactive uh, uh, Entertainment, uh, the people from the, said they've never seen anyone work that fast before. Mm. Okay. So maybe it has something to do with that. But if he pulls it off probably will be a very it will be it definitely will be a record yeah because you you don't get fired from a company and have nothing and then have a game that everyone talks about in two years yeah <laughs> pretty much man absolutely you know he um uh, mgs5 uh, kind of wrapped up uh, i would probably say yeah 2015 um and then you know sliding straight into the reveal of death stranding in 2016 um to think of it coming out and, in yeah. and he had silent hills in between <laughs> uh, he, he has an incredible work ethic and he's constantly reading full entire books and his favorite film of the year was patterson and and, and he remember i remember on one of the shows i, I mentioned that like he he is he's very zen like he, he loves his his perfect routine of um you know wake up you know tweet uh work on the game for a bunch of hours uh, tweet again um read a book watch a film and he, he'll read like he'll he'll watch an entire like brand new film he, 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 i think he says like last year he watched 150 films so i i am i'm very impressed uh, and so yeah he wants uh, I think we. It's in the same interview. He said that he sleeps around four hours a day. Wow, crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So, because like again, like we we say that he definitely doesn't look like however many fifty years that he is. Um, but like I think sometimes you can see just the bags under his eyes. So, um, but yeah, very various respectable and um, admirable uh, work ethic and enviable from my point of view because I just I wish I could harness some of that. But you know. Uh, I'll I'll see if I can kind of one day channel some of that for sure. 
um, for my own stuff because I am constantly exhausted. <laughs> that's okay. And I'm not even working on a giant game, so no excuse. Um, awesome. No, that's cool. Um, has everyone had a, had a quick little... Actually, no. Um, Daniela, what was your thoughts on the 2018 tease? Well, um, you know, when you show a game... Um, he showed the first trailer to Death Stranding in 2016. Yeah. And when you sh- start showing a game, it means you're confident that you are getting it out in uh, three years tops. Yeah. Uh, because uh, that's how long people are going to wait. Um, I mean, every game, every AAA game um, takes five years or so to, to develop. But you don't hear about it un- until it's like two years away, three years away tops, um, like it happened with the Phantom Pain. So if he showed a trailer at E3 2016, I think it means he was um, quite confident that he could uh, get the game out um, in not a too long time. Mm. So yeah, um, okay. I-, I was I was really I was really I'm I'm not that surprised about the announcement. I'm glad to hear that, but I'm not surprised because um, I, I think we'll see gameplay in 2018, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, maybe at E3, maybe uh, mm. one day a video will pop up in uh, Kojima Productions' uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, in the same fashion as the, the Phantom Pain uh, gameplay trailers uh, came out. I don't know if you remember that. It was a 15 minutes uh, video um, mm-hmm. with a commentary on the gameplay of uh, the Phantom Pain mm. and showing the mechanics and stuff, oh, the yeah, things you could I do. That. that was at E3, was it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it was um, a week after E3, and uh, they just released this video. Uh, oh, yeah. I without remember. announcing anything before. <laughs> That's right. I believe it was. Um, would it have been. I'm, I can't remember the precise um, staff member, but he was he was a member of uh, Consumer Productions, and he was just talking through the mother base, and yeah, it was a nice John, chunky John video. Something. Yeah, that, that that was the presentation that was at T3, but then they showed it to the public maybe two weeks after, right, or something right. like that. Oh, okay, that was the case. Okay, okay. yeah. So uh, I think um, it's gonna be either something like that or just um, straight up presentation at Sony conference at E3. Mm. Okay. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Well, we uh, it just uh, dawned on me. We did talk about uh, like a date of release, and uh, well, maybe we did uh, touched upon like uh, maybe we will get we will get to see a gameplay, but maybe it's something very different. Maybe there is some other aspect to that that will surprise us. Yeah. Like maybe another uh, big star that even Kojima didn't really. Uh, no, he would acquire for his project. Absolutely. Or maybe some other news. Who knows? Could be. Yeah, definitely. Um, just to make sure I don't skip out on myself again. Um, so mm-hmm. my thoughts on on the 2018 tease. Um, again, I have I've you know, I remember saying at the top of the show that it could be um, either a surprise of subject matter or a surprise of execution. So that he's doing the news and what the news itself is. Um, so from that point of view, uh, my my kind of gut tells me that, um, uh, you know, building off of this kind of surprise tangent, which I thought was going to be a one-off, but we, I keep seeing just ever since that IGN article, I just see this kind of 
counter counter Kojima programming, so to speak. Um, I, I see him doing things that I haven't seen him do in the lead up to a game before. Which, if we expect, if we if we think about it, it's kind of natural because in a way, Kojima, um, Death Stranding itself is something that he's never really done before. Something where he's taken something like full ownership that he doesn't have some uh, an organization like. Um, Konami kind of lording over him. It's it's this in, independent kind of um, uh, project, and and so I sort of had to kind of check myself and say, well, you know, I I might have these established expectations based off of maybe over two decades of following his work and how things have gone, but keeping I just had to kind of remind myself, like I have to keep in mind that for those two decades he was in a very different space emotionally, um, and maybe and I was like I threw this out to possibility as well because you know I, I don't know the man personally I don't have insights into the actual production but I had to sort of open this question mark um, uh, just b by just consequence of just like being logical about it and objective about it um, there's a chance that he, he does want to do things differently because he does feel freer um, and and more communicative and more open um, so I was like wow we, we may be actually seeing a, a new Kojima from that point of view as well his, his game can still be as cryptic as it likes but he, he may just end up being um, just like have a different approach leading into it than his previous titles because he's literally in a, in a different place so we may see um, you see me may see that, that that might just be a general description of like that surprise could be I'll, I'll surprise you in 2018 by how like how how I won't hide away and how I will stay communicative possibly that could be a, a long drawn out surprise but then again if I'm really realistic I think it's going to be some kind of reveal I believe gameplay definitely is likely in 2018 um, I saw Young's video I actually reflect a lot of that guy's sentiments about um, a um, possibly an early 20 an early 2019 um, release window. I, I like how he, um, you know, within what he says about the Akira setting is like um, before the 2019 setting uh, of, of Akira. But then again, what you could also say is that that could be that could mean before 2019 is out. So we could be looking at a December 2019 release based on that Akira um, prediction. You know, because. Um, um, like yeah, 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 exactly. So that's kind of my, my sort of read on, on the 2018 tease. Um, this leads me into, uh, you know, as I mentioned about the sort of how things have come together as uh, in, in record time, as has been reported uh, by Yong and, and others. Um, we have a comment on the uh, pre-taping post by user Juju Lebarbu. Um, how about the last comment on Kojima dealing with the fast-paced development of the game? Do you expect the game to release earlier than expected? So we're talking about this. Um, uh, I wanted to do a quick little roundtable about that. So um, the game coming together, as has been reported in quote-unquote record time, um, with you know Despa coming together, and we sort of touched a bit. These topics are closely linked, the 2018 tease and the sort of fast pace of the game, but it is its own separate topic. So I'll throw this one to Arthur. Um, as I mentioned, uh, like what he did last roundtable, I threw it to you before. Um, what did you think of the fact that Kojima is apparently um, and Death Stranding is apparently coming together in record time? What were your thoughts on that, Arthur? Mm, I he uh, from very moment when I knew he uh, who Hideo was, yeah. I also was greeted with the fact that he's a perfectionist and he always takes his time. Yeah, I remember on very very vividly uh, MGS4 trailer when you see the date. Mm. What was it? Uh, like 2009. Yeah, and it was released in 2007, and then it was cut, and then it was uh, instead of 2009, 2008. 
So it kind of it was always the date of release is always very uh, big part of his uh, work and progress pro- process. Yeah. Okay. And but this is kind of makes me feel it's, it's weird. I just I can't really put any like real thought into it okay. because I don't really I don't know how to uh, what's the word React. process information. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I don't know what will look like. Well, actually, we've seen one project that he did quite uh, very fast. It was Silent Hills, but it yeah. was just a playable teaser. That's so right. if if it's the same kind of like approach, maybe even even if he says it is like open world and all that, maybe it's still not as big as Phantom Pain. Maybe it's very more confined and more focused. Maybe then it's more. Uh, realistic to think that everything goes very, very smoothly. Mm. Plus, I think the other side of that can be that uh, guys from Guerrilla Games and, well, Mike's, uh, Mark Cerny, Mark Cerny, his name, right? Yeah, Mark Cerny, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, they help him and he never had that kind of support before. Like, uh, he had support, but not like on a face to face level. Right. Because he even has in his uh, Kojima Production Studios a satellite that connects to the Guerrilla Games uh, headquarters. Yeah. So they, they could like uh, get a feedback on how this map progresses. True. Absolutely. So it's, yeah. it's, it's in general just very strange. Okay. But uh, not so unrealistic. Yeah. Okay. That's that's um, quite quite a balanced um, viewpoint, man, for sure. Um, Dean, what did you think of the 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 the, the aspect of yeah 2018? You know, um, uh, sorry, um, the aspect of the of the game, you know, reportedly um, coming together in record time, things lining up as they have. Um, what did you think of that? Well, it's it's kind of difficult to talk about because I mean, when when they say when they say you know games usually took three years to develop. I mean, we don't know what, what, when is, how long does it last? The concept, the concept stage, the story stage, the script stage. We don't know any of that. Uh, what yeah. we do know is that Kojima started very fast with script, and he said multiple times that he's working on, on a few things uh, in in same time. So you know, it, it it's really it really is possible to expect. This, this development, and, and we know that he he simply took their engine. I mean, not took, but you know, they gave it to him, the full engine and probably full support, and uh, and yeah, that they did collaborate on it and and develop it even further. But uh, yeah, we, we, I mean, it's difficult for me to speak about this because I have no experience in it, and mm. and then that that's why because I I had a discussion on Reddit. And this guy was saying, this guy was saying, there's no way this turning will come out before 2020. Mm. And I was like, I mean, and he he was like full ego, now full ego boost, uh, talking about like he knows, right? And and I and I'm like, uh, Kojima said before, uh, and, and I quote that that's the the, the the translation was a year before Akira. <laughs> so that's that puts it in 2018, okay. even though nobody believes that. Nobody. Oh. I, I mean, no, I don't. I don't believe it. But yeah. he did say, basically 2018. So you know, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. I think I lost connection. No, no totally. I, I'm, oh, okay. I, I I hear you. And and no, I wanted to build on that actually. Um, 
you know, uh, I think people do forget that that's what he said. I mean, I personally even did just now. I'm yeah. trying to stretch it a little bit to kind of, again, just, you know, mitigate between, you know, the so, so far only one one year and a bit uh, full full-blown development cycle that it ha that it's had um trying to reconcile that with with the the um as kojima's described this sort of very expansive scope of of the title which as he said you can you'll be able to do everything you want whenever you want and it's like that's fantastic um uh, you know on paper but just need to reconcile that with just literally the amount of time that you've had to to put it together um and so me trying to stretch that 2019 definition as i as as young did as well in his in his video his uh, quick update mm -hmm. video yeah so i found that intriguing um dean yeah but um uh that yeah you're right like he he openly said that and um, um but there's also that precedent as arthur said of you know release dates jumping around as well so um it's I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah and he exactly. did yeah he did say that he wants to put you know the goal out there and then that goal motivates him to do do his work right yeah so i don't know We'll see, but I believe the man. I mean, he he said multiple times also that that there's this rumor on the internet that he's not uh, that he's not doing his game on time, games on time, yeah. and that he that that's simply wrong. That he 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 tries to deliver, yeah, uh, at the time that he said when he said it. Yeah. So, I mean, I I just I just think we have to believe him, and that's it. There's no there's no much further than that. Yeah. That's true, and 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 I do want to, you know, again mention the IGN article. How I just did sense that, um, you know, I think Marty Sleva phrased it in the way that he like looked maybe, possibly not like like, like tragic, but he like, he like his tone kind of shifted to a little bit maybe wistful and a little bit sad when when he he um has been sort of uh, just to address how people have sort of gotten the impression that he's just like wasting time or just uh you know on Twitter all the time. And and I think I just want to make sure like I hope and I'm sure he's not he's 50 year old man i'm sure he doesn't like deal with sort of quote-unquote peer pressure or you know answering to needing to defend his actions or anything but the fact that he's made these promises of like oh there'll be a surprise in 2018 i i, I don't overtly sense that it's from a place of wanting to compensate for in some way um this perceived sense of him not uh being productive um but you know it doesn't feel overtly like that but i can't help but draw that kind of um uh, just sort of bringing those two pieces of information together and sort of looking at them and saying well <laughs> yeah so a couple months from uh, or a month or so from when he mentioned these things in an interview uh he's he's saying these things about revealing things in 2018 I just hope they're not connected I, I don't think they are but i figured i'd mention it so um but thanks yeah for i mean yeah. This is just, I just wanted to mention one more thing. The yeah. the the amount of haters of Fujima is really mind blowing for me because yeah. I I don't understand where, where where's that coming from. Because when you when you when you read about uh, about it on IGN, for example, a Gamespot, you know there there will be people who will defend him, but there will also be people who will literally shit on the man, and they probably even uh, haven't played most of his games. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean I, I mean I I really think that's most of the kids and the younger. Younger I, I generation, so. yeah, yeah, because they they simply don't understand how much of an impact he had on the whole community and games in general. Yeah, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say. No, I agree. Um, there's a there's a you know I don't want to play play the luddite or like the person that the the, the millennials like roll their eyes at because i'm sure they've been told enough uh, or you know had that narrative forced on them enough that oh attention spans are getting shorter i don't believe that i i i think that um overall there's a there's a sense of basically the availability of the internet people who would otherwise never have 
been able to like uh, you know you wouldn't have been able to hear what they thought like they're voicing themselves now um, and then we're becoming an increasingly more connected world so I wouldn't put that blanket statement on all Millennials or young people but I would say and I'm not 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 saying that you were um, at all um, Dean I'm just saying mm. like there's um there is a, a subset of people that like I think Greg Miller on kind of funny he says it's the the vocal minority and then there's the silent majority and I think the silent majority really do support um, Kojima and um, understand what he's been through and they're up to date with uh, what he, what his aspirations are for the title and they're just yeah quietly liking quietly supporting and really and that's why I meant like it's a pretty blunt way of putting it I try to stay articulate but like literally fuck the haters because you just why why give that kind of energy uh, why why give attention or um, uh, you know airtime to that kind of energy when all it is is destructive and um, uh, it's not worthwhile and it's it's um it's there's really no point and and to, to sort of stay in that kind of place of negativity it's you're not getting much out of life that way so you need to think more about um, you know your 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 approach to things if um, yeah you have you have worse problems <laughs> in your life than than uh, a game or a developer not carrying themselves in a way to your liking if you take that kind of like ha ha like hatred-filled stance or a judgment-filled stance so really glad again i want to throw it out to all of you guys on the on the show now arthur dean steve uh, daniele um i'm just grateful that you guys are well-balanced well-adjusted articulate human beings um really it's something you can't take for granted nowadays <laughs> so thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you no uh, uh quickly to add yeah, go, uh, go arthur by the end, by the end of this podcast, I really wanted to share uh, how in Russia, especially youth, views Kojima nowadays. Yeah, it's I, I feel like it's quite an interesting and hilarious topic. Mm. It's it will be very brief, but I'll save it for the end. Yeah. Okay. Well, definitely make sure we we get that in. I'll I'll, get, I'll leave myself a little reminder on my phone to make sure that you can um, have your little have your moment there. Um, definitely, Arthur. Um, so we've done. I think pretty much everyone's commented on the the um. Uh, oh, actually, Steve, um, have you had, had your say on um, how fast the game's coming together? Uh, no, well, I'm, like I said before, I, I'm just glad that the game is going well. And, uh, okay. well, I have the notion that uh, this this development of the Stranding is like the complete opposite of what happened with the, the Phantom Pain. Yeah. If uh, the rumors are to be believed, that was kind of nightmarish. Yeah, <laughs> I think and, I'll find out. Uh, I'm I'm happy Kojima has like a good like yeah I'm happy like Kojima seems to be in very good relations with uh, with Sony mm. and like you guys said he, he seems to, um, whoa breaking up breaking up that's crazy you sound like you've turned into an, a literal um, cyborg you you we I mean wow. a lot of freedom can also be. <laughs> bad in 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 the sense of because 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 okay i mean i mean i mean you can have proper publishers wow just like you can have like a project publisher just like pushing you to a certain date steve steve we can't hear you buddy it's all crackled literally it's just i just sorry to interrupt buddy but it was just crazy it was just it was like it was like a break dancing cyborg it's just crazy Oh, sorry, man. That's inside book. That's okay. do, do, I, do I sound okay now? Now you sound like divine. Now you sound heavenly. So please just take it basically I, I again. I don't know. That's okay. Just go right Yeah, ahead. no, I... I um, yeah, I was... You can just you could just cut me completely from the fucking no, podcast if you want. No, no, man. But, uh, it's okay. I'll, I'll edit that part but, out. But, uh, no, I was yeah, just... Continue. Continue. 
Yeah, yeah, just just put a timestamp there. Like I said, you can just no, delete my no, complete audio. Shut the fuck up, shut the fuck uh, up. Go, 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 go. But no, I was just saying that, uh, I mean, you can have like a project where a publisher is just pushing the developer to a certain date and you, you just get like a, like an incomplete mess that is very glitchy and stuff like that. Yeah. But you can have a project where you have all the freedom and all the money in the world and then you have like a, like a star citizen yeah. or like a cyberpunk 2077 where you don't even know where these games are. They're, they're the kind of vaporware where you don't know where the, where, when these games are coming out. Because they have all the freedom in the world, and you don't know how much. I mean, how much time it's going to take. So, um, yeah, that is that. That's what I meant when I said like, uh, <laughs> uh, freedom can be bad in 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 in, uh, in, in certain instances. True. No, I, I definitely. That's a really also nuanced um, stance on it, man. I'm really glad you expressed that for sure. Too easy. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, that's um, kind of our roundtable on those two subjects there. Actually, three. We went Vogue Roberts, 2018 tease, and also how it's coming together in record time. Um, that leads our, leaves our fourth topic, which is the breakdown. So right here, I'll, I'll cut away to um, our special kind of segment intro for threading the strands. So uh, without further ado, um, uh, yeah, everyone, I hope you enjoy. Once there was an explosion, a bang which gave birth to time and space. Once there was an explosion, a bang which set a planet spinning in that space. Once there was an explosion, a bang which gave rise to life as we know it. And then came the next explosion. Welcome everyone, this is uh, the episode within the episode, Threading the Strands. Um, this is the first part, I'll use the distinction episodes and parts so that there's no confusion. So part one will be minute one of trailer three, and we will continue on this segment um, for the foreseeable future. Um, we'll put a poll out to see if people enjoy this kind of, sort of, um, as I've mentioned it, guided discussion of a minute by minute um, breakdown of the episode uh, of the um, of the trailer, um, the third trailer, and um, if that's if that kind of jives well with our listeners, we're, we'll off, take the off season, obviously, as mentioned at the top of the show, to uh, discuss the directors episode by episode. Um, again, that's in lieu of uh, or pending, you know, hearing crazy amounts of news, which we always will discuss first, but um, we're going to sort of crack on with this, and what this basically is, as I mentioned, guided discussion, um, we take the content of that minute, don't get too crazily obsessive, we just use it as a basis and as a guideline to um, explore some things, um, just uh, with a little bit of a closer lens, so that's uh, what that is, so everyone's already introduced themselves at the top of the episode, um, but for this episode, uh, for this part rather, we have our first um, guest, um, and he's been speaking obviously earlier on the episode, but I need to formally introduce him here, because this is why we got him on the episode, um, Arthur from Russia. How are you doing, Arthur? Hi, hey. I'm fine. Hello, everyone, again. <laughs> Amazing. By um, the way, by the way, Albert, uh, yes. you're, you really did think through everything, you mentioned how episodes and parts are very separated and you bothered to mention that so no one would get confused and you always have notes and all that. It's very, very, very considerate of you. That's kind. He's Thank a you. pro. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I appreciate that for sure, and a, a pleasure to have everyone on the show as well. Um, but yeah, Arthur, we've we've brought you in to um, break down the first minute of of uh, trailer three, um, which I'm just scrubbing through it now. So um, I figured I'd let our listeners know. So what I'll do is I'll put in, uh, I'll sort of um, just go through it essentially, just to make sure that um, uh, everyone is on the same page. That again, you don't really have to have uh, the trailer in front of you. Um, you know, to, to make sure that you have you can sort of follow along. But if you do want to do that, feel free to. So I'll just open it up here. So the trailer opens with the created and developed by um, Kojima Productions um, and the Sony Interactive Entertainment Presents. Um, at minute 21, um, we have the opening shot of the foliage and the plants um, that are being uh, desiccated by Timefall, which was revealed by Kojima in the um, article, uh, the IGN article to be this rain that essentially accelerates time. Um, zooming in, we have, um, yeah, just your average kind of foliage, nothing too crazy, nothing too Easter eggy uh, about this. It just looks like, um, you know, just yeah, standard grass and leaves and sort of thing. Um, one curious thing is that we see no foliage throughout the rest of the trailer, um, but again, I'm going to hand that to Arthur once I've completed this brief little kind of overview pass, so that's 27 seconds in. Um, as we reach 29 and 30 seconds, we see this sort of slow pan up of um, uh, um, Sam, so that's what his, his name is later revealed to be Sam by one of the characters, uh, the unnamed man in orange jumpsuit, aka Gun Guy, who's been officially named. Um, Sam's leg is broken. Um, we see um, his outfit is this drab grey, um, very in line with um, Yoji Shinkawa's previous design work. Um, there's lots of kind of similar um, kind of tones and uh, sort of design motifs there with the sort of long gloves and everything which we've seen before. Um, and he is in repose, uh, as he was at the beginning of the first trailer so there's going to be some parallels there so at 38 to 40 seconds we see him open his eyes lift his head and first thing he does he looks uh, around his surroundings lifts himself up and um, looks towards the van at 50 seconds in the last 10 seconds we see him pan over and notice his co um, comrades uh, sort of wounded he can clearly see there's movement there so satisfied that his um, sort of uh, comrades are alive or at least one of them still alive he sort of the camera pans back on him and he takes his first step grabbing his wounded leg forcing it upwards and the minute ends exactly uh exactly with one minute on the counter with the name porter um on his right leg um in full view so that is an overview of the first minute of the death stranding trailer three um, Arthur, what was your overall thoughts before we zoom in? What were your overall thoughts of just the how this trailer opened? And uh, yeah, what, what did you think? Well, so mm, the main point for me here is not the where his character wakes, but the uh, his speech, Sam's speech about explosions. Of course. Yeah. So because. Yeah, we do we do see uh, this timefall taking effect on plants mm -hmm. and all that, but uh, it's kind of an introduction to what is this kind of situation. Even though it's very vague, but still it's an introductory to the state of the world at the moment, to me at least. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, this first minute is not very 
especially when you compare it to the rest of the trailer, yeah, it's not, not very, very uh, eventful. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. still, there are interesting things here. Plus, yeah. I picked up on some uh, things. I'll get to them later. So yeah, yeah. Basically, it's my overall uh, view on the first minute. Okay, cool. Um, some of the things for me that jumped out, and again, we'll do a little roundtable of it, obviously, and. Um, we have our other guests with us, obviously, here. It's not just Arthur. We have uh, Dean, Daniela, and Steve, um, who are more than welcome to jump in as well. Um, it's very much an open forum kind of thing. But um, on the closing minute, I'm seeing the full view um, of the of the Dreamcatcher there. And um, there's going to be some things I'll talk about later about the uh, kind of connected subject matter of, um, of dreams and the unconscious. And um, I have actually, um, when I posted about a week ago on the Death Stranding Reddit um, a list of media that kind of carry the same tonal and thematic and aesthetic content of, um, of, of Death Stranding as it's been revealed so far. We have um, Children of Man, we have, um, uh, you know, Altered States, but then we have this, um, uh, this painter, his name is James Gleason, um, and he's an Australian surrealist, and um, his um, entire kind of contention and his sort of the kind of crux of his work was uh, painting the subconscious, like literally painting it. And he um, had these insights. I, there's no one, no other work like him. I would definitely highly suggest looking him up. Listeners, if you um, just have Google at the ready, James Gleason. Um, uh, he depicted these very like very ocean themed again um, this almost as though like later in the trailer we'll see Sam in the kind of unconscious realm that 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 place of um, you know like essentially safe space um, you know immersed in water that um, protects Sam uh, from from the creatures um, that kind of limbo place um, this is exactly what James Gleason uh, would paint and um, if you are a player of Bloodborne there's a line uh, about um, the water and like a lake acting as a bulwark against uh, prying eyes prying eldritch eyes a bulwark against sleep um, a bulwark is just a word of just something that protects so um, that's something that immediately is teased um, at the start of the trailer. Um, we see a lot of uh, foreshadowing in Kojima's work elsewhere in his media. Um, and um, and what better way, as you mentioned, Arthur, to sort of reference Kojima's predilection for foreshadowing than in the first couple minutes, um, for the first minute, rather, of his trailer. Um, you mentioned about explosions. I, I don't think, I think this trailer will go down in history for me as the most effective and self-aware and... and um, beautiful way of basically introducing your universe because how how what better way to discuss and to open up onto a story than with the big bang itself and with these uh yeah yeah exactly so um and i wanted to just throw that back to you it's like in your experience with other media um what else can you sort of point to as like someone having started like a, a trailer or a movie or a tv series in a more effective way what kind of jumps to mind for you not much really. Yeah. Uh, maybe American Beauty, but only because uh, it has this twist. Oh, also I'm that point of view of a narrator who is dead in the future of the yeah. story. Mm. But this uh, narration by Sam, it manages to be very vague, but very uh, it's very exemplary about... I mean, you can't be more fundamental than going uh, about a uh, big expansion or yeah. big bang and then going through another uh, explosions that 
basically carried life and established how solar system works. Absolutely. If, if because it's mostly uh, uh, is the most popular theory what he's referring to, like a uh, Big Bang or yeah. Then Cambrian. No. Uh, what was the second? Oh, when, uh, yeah. Solar system forming. Solar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the third is the Cambrian explosion. Yes. Uh, yeah. But what I find funny here, and actually it can be connected to the uh, the news about 2018 uh, when Jimmy is going to surprise us all. Yeah. If you, I thought maybe it's it's not like I'm. Oh, it's definitely this. It's just fun to think about that. Maybe these uh, explosions are trailers of the game. Yeah. <laughs> the third. The, the third first trailer. one is yeah. the uh, the. The first one establishes the world, like the Big Bang. We, we finally see what's new game that is that's trending, and how it's a stretch here. But how can we see the signs of that? Well, he wears this uh, dark tags with formulas and equations yeah. that refers to the uh, laws of the universe. The second one, not so. Uh, not so. It's, it's it's hard to connect that. But the third one, I really like. Oh, no, no, no. It's the other way around. The second one, the solar systems established, and we finally see decimal engine, yes. and it's established that it's what it works on. And well, third one is not so much. I, I can't really find a way to like uh, can, force my you. theory. I can what? tell you right now. Um. Uh, so the third one. Uh, in a meta way, you know, at the at the very start, the third trailer, he says the third explosion will change everything. This third explosion will be our last. Well, frankly, um, the third trailer heralds. No, no, no. It's 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 the last as the third one uh, gave rise to life as we know it. The the next one, which he refers to by the uh, end of the trailer, will be the fourth one. Oh, the fourth one, of course, yeah. And um, why yeah. I bring the theory about trailers and the news? Maybe the fourth trailer will be the last. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it still works, you know, it still ties in, I think, for sure, go ahead. Which, for me, is fun, because by the end, I know we're doing the first minute, but I can't really go about, about the speech without referring to the uh, how it ends, actually. Yeah. He goes, this is the last uh, explosion that will be our last, and yeah. then, no one, it surprised me, no one picked up on that. Who in their mind, after <laughs> delivering such... Uh, monologue will say oh yeah <laughs> i know it's so weird what does it say about the character what does it say about what ha what's happening <laughs> go ahead dean no but there, there was some discussion about it and most of the guys just uh, pretty much uh, explain it in a way that it's it, it was just made for the game awards and uh, it's, it's, it's yeah, not part maybe. of their game yeah that does the i guess uh, the most uh, leading theory yeah. about it i just think it's very 90s yeah. it's very like uh it reminds me of some of the you know um things that they used to do in the 90s with like um uh when they introduced the title of the studio it would just have some like soundbite or whatever uh, i think the first weirdly the first one that's coming to mind is like ea it's like ea sports in the game like they were just yeah, uh, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. these funny things that you do yeah. but i just think it's just like a reaffirmation of just like oh yeah like we're making this happen you know Instead yeah it definitely of, might be yeah go ahead and yeah. Uh, yeah. can you you remember you remember grand zero's uh, opening scene you know how a snake pretty much talks to you 
kept you waiting, huh? But, I mean, yeah. he says that yeah. to the camera, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. a break of yeah. fourth wall. It could be something in, in similar fashion. That's right. Absolutely. Um, so just jumping in, I've got here, I'll just sort of jump around this in a minute. So the 22nd mark, we see the the grass and, and the time fall. Again, we, we're introduced, no big deal, to something that may end up being a core uh, aspect of the title. Dean, yourself, you said that this may take the place of, you know, uh, Phantom Pain's um, uh, sandstorms, you know, the, the, the presence mm -hmm. of time fall within the narrative. Mark Cerny mentioned that he's playing the game for five or six hours or whatever. Um, he says, oh, everything will start to make sense. Sense. It, it makes me think that he wouldn't have said, um, you know, with literally throughout this entire trailer that there's time for rain, um, and he referenced the trailer specifically about all of that. Ten will make sense. So referring to what he's seeing and what we're talking like, he otherwise he would have thrown it. He's like, oh, I'm talking about another segment or something. But I think it's, I don't think that's a bait and switch. Like I think he he was. Um, uh, referencing the timefall thing, so I want to do a quick little uh, roundtable on we specifically last episode we brought up um, what we felt about him revealing it, and so we discussed mostly about like how Kojima revealed it, but I, we haven't done a dedicated timefall roundtable which I want to because this is um, it may end up being something re really crucial to the story. We even there was a, a tease I can't remember who raised it. I think possibly it was Steve saying that timefall might be the reason why everything's so fucked up. Was that you, Steve, or was that Dean? Daniela. It was me, but I I pretty much uh, ripped off uh, yeah. both. <laughs> don't, say, so. don't say that. No, all your ideas are original, man. You, you've never you've, uh, yeah, yeah, you've yeah, never sure. been to the Reddit. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So another thing we see here is again these occurrence of uh, the crabs. Um, um, why, before why before, crabs? before we go, yeah, go, uh, go before go. we go, any further about the uh, time fall, yes. I really want to point out that it doesn't forward time it doesn't make uh, time go uh, faster yeah it makes living things die in a way way quicker true there is a difference i want to point out because if it was time then we would see another plants grow up but they don't yeah that's a good it's, point it's only the yeah it's only the plants that were there and uh maybe we were in the soil okay. until before the, every single one of them died out mm. and there is also a little point in the trailer where beginning when we see uh, crabs and uh, yeah at 25 26 seconds mark there is a crab that moves and I don't know if he is moving because uh, plants are growing underneath him and moving him or maybe he was alive and timefall killed it Oh, it's, oh wow! I'm just trying to find that. I, I didn't notice the moving crab there. Um, I'm actually gonna like scrub through that uh, a bit slower as well. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think right here we, we've it's been established. It's being established right in front of us that there are these parameters to timefall that it isn't about like yeah, as you mentioned, like accelerating time completely. It's about a strictly like aging. It's strictly about yeah, it's desiccation. It also yeah. It also reminds me like a terraformation process, maybe someone from other world trying to make the more inhabitable for them the space that they are uh, uh, visited, that they get, got stranded into. Absolutely. Maybe that's the case. Yeah, I'm just going through it at 0 0.25 speed. Um, yeah, it's... It's can, yeah, go ahead. on the left part. It's Yeah, the crab on the left part of the screen. It's, it's in the middle, but slightly to the left. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, no, I can definitely see that. Yeah, so 26 seconds, you said? 25, 26, around 25, that. 26. That's right, yeah. That's just sort of twitching, yeah. Um, 
what did you think of the imagery of, uh, you know, a crab on its back resembling um, a rib cage that we've seen? Um, you know, uh, is anything anything jump out at you there, uh, particularly in terms of imagery? Um, that was something that was raised, and I think Yong Ye's um, breakdowns, um, just the set, the resemblance to like rib cages. Um, anything there? Like uh, I, I, I have my thoughts, but um, wanted to throw that to you. Um, after the first trailer, there was a video tube uh, where they were discussing some hidden elements. And uh, the ribcage uh, symbols or symbolism doesn't really particularly uh, uh, grab my attention. But yeah. what uh, Hideo said on Hideo tube is that some crabs have like shells that uh, resemble face. And that's way more intriguing. Why face? Like, yeah, ribcage is more like a death, some kind of, you know, like something was trending and it died and you can see only bones. But uh, with face on the crab, what does yeah. it really, what's the point here? Yeah, true. Um, sorry, Arthur, I need to repost you on the notion that they're just shriveling. Um, I'm going through at 0 0.25 speed. I 1000% see some of these plants growing upwards becoming green i'm i'm not kidding uh, i and i wouldn't embarrass myself on air um if that wasn't the case so if you zoom in um at about 0 0.23 you can see definitely some of them are wilting but especially on the left side of the screen you can see them reaching up and the mm, um yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i'm just noticing that um arthur just, again but they died soon after they died yeah. it did that's right so it's about growth with the with yeah it's it's yeah it's it's not like so it, pre it pretty much affects only only living things living only beings living things. that's right yeah, yeah. So yeah. And, and not not the new borns or i mean i i don't even know how how it it will be explained yeah. because the seed the seed is like under under mud so i guess the new new ones can, can grow or that's something right. like i don't know absolutely or maybe they did that but they're Again, there are no more seeds for True. other plants to grow. That is perfectly valid, definitely. And and it, I think there is that notion of because it is this accelerated growth that they aren't able to do what they would do in normal course of nature, which is to, yeah, release, yeah, their, yeah. Yeah, to release their seeds and stuff. So as you said, um, Arthur, there's that aspect potentially of this terraforming um, you know, uh, of of that, like they use timefall, or that maybe they generate like a cloud of timefall around them. These creatures or these entities, because they exist in a space outside of time, and that time isn't really relevant. So that they kind of um, to sort of make it inhabitable, they they just eradicate that notion of of there being any growth, uh, and they just want to exist in this kind of timeless space. And one way to accelerate things until their natural conclusion is to age them really quickly. Um, you or know, what? Or what is more scarier? It's not deliberate. It's just a side effect. It just happened. Yeah, which is even more terrifying and more callous. And yes. Yeah. Yeah, which adds to that um, Lovecraftian notion of of, yes, the, yes, of yes. the uncaring aliens and the uncaring deities, um, but in a way that feels um, just in a way that I haven't seen that explored. Also, going through these this first second, this um, first minute at this half speed, it's just gorgeous. Um, seeing these colors turn. Uh, from you know uh, this you know shifting colors you know, between green and, and orange and red and then finally brown and then black as as they as they um so it's just in and of itself quite almost like an art piece of just seeing this happen and then you know it zooms up to the 
figure of Sam. Um, looking at uh, what he's wearing, as you mentioned, Dean, um, it's very likely that like it the the timefall only really does affect. Um, I think I see a seashell next to him. It's funny. There's this sort of an indeterminate object. Couldn't be a rock or anything, but just next to his knee, there's this like kind of white seashell-looking thing. So I don't know. Uh, he did mention uh, in an interview, Kojima. He said every five seconds you'll find something. Did you guys yeah. Did you guys read that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No. yeah, and I was like, oh, challenge accepted, buddy. I will go through this thing <laughs> minute by minute. If I... Again, it's nothing crazy, like obsessive. It's just I would, I really wouldn't have um, if Arthur hadn't picked up on it, and uh, uh, and and yourself, Dean, and again, you guys, Daniela, Steve. Um, if you, feel free to chime in whenever you um, if you have thoughts about any of this. Uh, I would just wouldn't have noticed these things. And again, already about maybe 20 minutes into this breakdown, like uh, it's already enhanced my viewing and appreciation of the trailer it's just that's why i, I kind of caught on to the sort of minute podcasts um format and how that yeah it just sort of enhances especially with as close a lens as we have naturally towards this sort of medium and also towards this game that it's ends up being quite worthwhile um to to sort of uh, discuss this and hear stuff that i wouldn't have heard before so um yeah so i hope that's the case for everyone here um zooming up we see his crazy is not his not crazy, but this unassuming device which immediately evokes um, what uh, Phantom Pain had, which was the cassette player, but it, it isn't a cassette player. Oh my god, you mentioned it. Oh my god. What? My heart hurts. <laughs> no, it's just drama. I'm sorry. Drama. <laughs> Dean, it's okay. It's okay. Sit down. I'll, I'll get you some water. You have to prepare me for me, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, 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 Dean, do you think that the. Uh, auxiliary cable is leading into his chest just like that first trailer of uh <laughs> i'm kidding you know with the uh, in the rain and everything i mean there's some parallels here you know this rain um it, it in many ways arthur do you agree like uh, that that trailer in, in the um the camp with Skullface? do you remember that first mgs5 trailer like it's just yeah. sodden with rain we see a figure we see this mud we see this um um, uh, yeah, like these lights, like uh, and also this, you know, strange device which could possibly be like a cassette player. It doesn't look like it, but it is so prominent, and it makes <laughs> me think that it might be quite crucial. And so I, I immediately, my first thing was that yeah, it could yeah. be a way of him communicating, or at least maybe listening to what the baby is saying um, inside him. So what, what do you guys think this cassette player type thing might be? Actually, I'll do a roundtable for this. So Arthur, go ahead. What do you think it might be? Um, well, before this strange device, uh, about how Kojima films his scenes now, it's, yep. it feels like since Ground Zeroes, he just picked on on this uh, technique where it's just a long shot, it's yeah. continuous shot without... And I think, yeah, it's it's clearly influenced by uh, Children of Men, mm. so he uses it anytime he can. Uh, but aside from that, um, the, this... <laughs> I don't know really what to say. I think it might be not, it might be like yeah, a communication device, but not with, as you mentioned, with a baby or something like that. Yeah. Maybe we will have some sort of, I think you already talked about it last time, where yeah. you can probably talk to your HQ or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so it, I'm, it, I'm yeah. more, yeah. more inclined to think that it might be more relevant to that rather than anything else. Or maybe it's some other device. Maybe his uh, hazmat suit has more uh, functions than we yeah. are led to believe. Oh yeah, on the face of it, you know, you see that um, segment on the on the end that kind of resembles a microphone. It, 
face of it, it could really just be like a communication device. In which case, for something that seems to purportedly be in the future, it seems quite archaic, uh, because you know, like supposedly, if to have reached this stage in society, unless this is possibly a period piece where we could be seeing a story set in the late 90s, we don't know if that's so far. We haven't seen any imagery to contradict that. Um, certainly in um, Metal Gear Solid 5, we saw lots of kind of tech that if you really think about it wouldn't really be at home with within like maybe a, like a, an 80s movie in terms of um, like what you'd see there um, technologically uh, technologically um, speaking um, like the the walker for example I, I think like that you obviously have that blanket premise excuse of oh this is tech that's developed far outside of the public eye and it's public organization um, private organizations with their own tech and um, just the notion of the of the iDroid being a thing in the 80s uh, unless we're talking about you know the premise of MGS which is to have this you know these um te tech development um, kind of uh, you know organizations or labs that are able to develop these things like again the bionic arm it's it's so out of there's nothing that we could we could have seen in the 80s to even come close to um, what that tech is, but in the 80s it's justified, and in within MGS5 it's justified from the narrative conceit that like there are these um, uh, um, you know research and development labs that are far outside of public eye and that have access to far more resources. So um, just the, again the first um, time that I've ever considered Death Stranding possibly being a period piece. Um, Possibly. Um, so. yeah, I just, I just, yeah, something came to my mind. You, you were talking about the technology and how progressively in MGS5 it was less feasible to believe that uh, such thing like a rocket arm could exist. Yes. But maybe it was like something uh, conceded or secret uh, development. Yeah. But I just realized, wait, in MGS3, remember these flying uh, pods or something like that where. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. Where Russian, yeah, they were patrolling on them. These things actually existed, not in the same form, and they weren't very successful. But they really did exist back there uh, in Russia. Wow. And okay. but in in MGS3, it was more cohesive in that aspect, but it was more supernatural because we had fear, we had pain, and all this crazy stuff. In MGS5, we don't really have much supernatural, but we have way more science fiction-y uh, gadgets. True. So he kind of deviated from that. Which I, I just picked up and thought, oh, it's interesting. Yeah. And yeah, so, you, yeah. You only, you only have psychomantis. I mean, he, he, I, th I think he's the only one who's not really explained yeah. in yeah, scientific yeah. terms. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And it's just another thing of when you're going through the trailer at this pace that it just these things occur to you. It's just as simple as like when you're walking through a park slower, you'll just notice more trees or more animals. It's just one of the kind of consequences of that. So that's really, really interesting stuff, guys, for sure. So we move from um, 35 to, to so basically from 35 seconds to 36, it's basically Sam waking up. Um, uh, you know, obviously this is uh, the introductory kind of minute, so we can talk about things uh, formally, as in their formal qualities and qualitatively. Um, we see the suit that he's in, it's very clearly a hazmat suit. Um, it's very similar to the one that the other um, the team member has. And uh, what's interesting though, is that Kojima's mentioned that Sam is impervious to timefall, um, which uh, many of us here, um, you know, we all have different views. Myself personally, I'm I'm okay with it. But some of us, I think we we mentioned on one of the episodes that that kind of constituted, you know, a bit of a demist an, in an impromptu demystification of Sam. Um, 
and it kind of made us sort of wonder like oh cool well that would have been interesting to kind of come across uh, that information within the narrative itself but it, it prompts the question why is sam wearing this if he's unaffected um possibly to yeah. fit in possibly because he's undercover it has all these kind of story implications, which are pretty interesting to explore. So, what did you guys think of, um, uh, uh, yeah, like like that Sam possibly being unique from from his team? Mm. Um, what did you guys think of that? Uh, I think I just, uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Do you okay, know? here we go. Oh, oh I'm, I'm a bit quick. Just just the thing. Uh, it was released a few minutes ago, actually. The the Rolling Stones article about oh, uh, Star Wars. Oh, crap. Yeah, but the, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't say much. Okay. But what it does say is that the and it's it's connected with games. Kojima said it that pretty much every NPC in the game or Star Wars universe for that for that matter can pretty much be a hero or to become a hero. So it, it doesn't have to be a special special. Uh, character, it only has to be one of the characters or NPCs and it can become a hero. So I don't know if that's in any kind, shape or way connected to Test Training or anything like it, but that's it's just something that... Is, yeah. that, is that suggesting that NPCs that you can like possess them, or is that kind of what he's? No, no, no. It's it's more it's more it's more that the I don't know. You, you you're not in 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 new games or more now than before. In games, you 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 before only were like uh, Shepard from Mass Effect, for example. You 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 already were a hero, right? And in new games today, there are more there are more heroes that are more more um, normal, not not that heroic at the start or not that heroic at all. Only you know they they live their normal lives and and that's the game about. It's not about saving the world. It's not about right. Th that that's what I think he wanted to he wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll just. But that this. that kind of contradicts that that kind of contradicts with Sam being special. So, so no, that's I don't know. okay. Yeah, well, I mean, he is the hero, so I'll just read this from this from the article. The Last Jedi may be the first attempt to free Star Wars from its era of mythology, propel it into the present, closing scene. Of, oh, well, actually, we don't want to spoil anything, but um, let's say that like it's it's um it's basically let's just say for me, uh, you know, weird little capsule review of of. Uh, Last Jedi completely out of left field because we're in the middle of this breakdown, but it was irreverently irre irreverently reverent. It, it did what it needed to to out of respect to what it is grow. Um, and sometimes one of the most respectful things you can do is is to sort of uh, you know disrupt things from their core and actually just reach into them and, and say and pull them forward instead of um, constantly retreading the same ground and um, I feel like Sam could be definitely has the potential of breaking breaking up breaking away from what snake was in fact there's been a couple things mentioned about how Sam feels um, much more in the know he's much more or less of the silent protagonist to whom everything is happening like he's the one narrating this and we had we had snake obviously narrating at the start of Metal Gear Solid 2 um, you know um, uh, the Hudson River two years ago and like at the start of Metal Gear Solid 3 mm. he talks about the Cold War so we've had him um, describe sort of uh the lead up to like these premises but it feels like um sam um yeah, i mean just from the fact that he's talking about the core of the universe essentially and like existence itself it just feels as though he's come 
come into some truths b before the story itself is played out because one of the things with MGS is that you start out with an understanding of the situation and then very sh very quickly your understanding is kind of uh, shaken and like start of MGS 2 is when you think you're just going to be there taking photos and by the end you know everything goes to shit and um, so I, I think that uh, there's, there's definitely um, a different approach being taken with him just from what we've seen revealed so far. But um, no, it definitely ties in, Dean, about um, this being a new kind of hero. And, and just, like, again, we see clues of what Death Stranding will be from what we see Kojima resonating with on his Twitter, in his media, with what he connects to. Um, I've, I mean, I could dedicate a whole episode to how much, and without eye-rolling or anything, probably Ray and I could do it, about how much we could see La La Land uh, playing into thematically what Death Stranding will be. You know, like, he leaves, the thing is, passion leaves clues, right? Uh, what something will be, and uh, especially for an artist who puts so much of who he is into what he does, those that leaves clues. Um, so we can... Uh, safely deduce a few things not obsessively crazily or uh, going over the top and being conspiratorial uh not drawing any solid conclusions but we know we know that he he pours himself into what he does and that he resonates with the last jedi definitely speaks to an iconoclastic aspect of what um the stranding seems like it will take the turn of being so no thanks for jumping in with that dean we needed that we need this on the front line reporting <laughs> um, thanks dean Awesome. Uh, Arthur, I think I, I may have possibly cut you off. Please um, um, uh, please continue um, what you were discussing about um, the trailer. Uh, we were at, I believe we were at, like just looking at, um, we were talking about the suit, I believe. Yeah. Um, but if you wanted to discuss anything, please go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. You're referring to all of us? Or uh, oh, sorry, yeah. to, to you, Arthur. I think Danielle was uh, Danielle was trying to say something oh, well, before I cut you off. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Danielle. Yeah. Go. Sorry about that. Yeah. Go um, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So it's all right. Um, um, I think Sam's uniqueness is different than what we think. I mean, he's not immune to anything. Um, in my opinion, he's just. Hi. I think he just has some special connection. To the strange things happening to these creatures and uh, to this um, thing the world has become uh, somehow. Um, also, another thing I wanted to say about the Walkman-looking thing yeah. is that, yes, it looks dated, but um, I think we'll get to the car later, uh, yeah. talking about the car. You see the car uh, that, that crashed. That one looks quite futuristic. True. So... It's it's quite high, um, and I think so. I think maybe they're using those uh, old communication devices because I don't know. Maybe they can't be tracked by the uh, the strange beings that infested Earth or Could something be. like that. Could be. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Um, no, definitely, Daniela. I'll, I'll also mention for those um, you know we can't obviously move through a, a trailer at this slow of a pace without me you know just doing my due and i'll mention to the listeners that the inscription on the uh, device is m2047r4 um and i've posted you can look through my posts uh, actual close-up of the device that says something along the line nothing too revelatory it just says um keep away from dust and like mud proof and waterproof and stuff like that so that's that's what that mentions then on his um coat we have 0914-37 I believe so divine from that what you will um, a couple of us uh, oh. yeah exactly so um, go ahead 
Or is that you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to say before, but I will just wait it for a moment. Go. Uh, that numbers. I I had a. I've met my friend not so long time ago. Uh, we were we were drinking, so and we started to talk about Death Stranding, and he mentioned that this number <laughs> is a reference to. I'm not really sure in which book. It's I think in in the Bible, and oh, yeah? a oh. reference to. The, Verse or what? What are uh, ex- excerpts Except, called yeah, in right. Bible? Yeah. Oh, okay. It it was a reference to children being smashed against the rocks or something like oh, that. Whoa! I had no idea. That's amazing. But again, I didn't check. I was drunk, and I barely remember <laughs> that back. You imagined so, it all. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. But he said something along those lines, like like it's a reference to some kind of uh, uh, sacrifice of infants. Well, there's a there's definitely a possibility of that being an element of the story um, within uh, within the within Death Stranding because it just feels like you know this this recurrence of the the infant and also this the, the disposability of the infant. We literally see, as you say, we see a child being discarded, even though they they're picked up later. But we see them kind of used in this way that you would use like a battery, you know. Um, and that yeah. ties to the Matrix imagery there. But definitely fascinating, and I love that. And I hope it wasn't just drunk Arthur. I think I think <laughs> I, see, <laughs> I hope this was uh, something that like please send me that if uh, if you've come across that so I can incorporate that into. Um, I mean, I'll try. I'll try. Awesome, for sure. Um, did anyone have any thoughts about um, just the numerology choices with this, or are we good to kind of crack on with the rest of the minute? I think you can you can say everything about a sequence of numbers. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, everything. Yes. I mean, it's very difficult to yeah. to to get something right. <laughs> to get something right with just yeah. numbers. Um, we need I'm, some I... context. Yeah, I'm not a fan of like uh, deciphering by numbers yeah. in trailers. It's of just course. something that my friend referenced, and I thought, oh, that might be cool, but I didn't really bother oh, to yeah. look it up. <laughs> it's just something that I came across. Me too. Yeah, and I think I only really would have um, come to know about it through something like this and hearing it from yourself, Arthur, and, and Dean, and Danielle, and Steve, uh, because like I don't go too far into the crazily like numerology synced up things. Because if you really dive into it, you can. There's that great episode of Aquatine Hunger Force. Have you guys seen? It's called Episode 100. Have you guys seen that one? No. Um, no. It's bas- no? basically parodies. Like Frylock, he sees the number 100 everywhere. He's like, you know, oh, this what this thing happened 100 years ago. And then, like, he starts basically zoning in on, you know, oh, like, his friend saying, like, oh, like, can you please give me 100 beans? And, like, 100, 100, he starts seeing it everywhere. <laughs> but that's just the human tendency, is if I say the name, if I, if I say the word red, you'll start noticing the, the, the red things around in your room. So it's just one of the things, like, one of the uh, quirks of the human mind is, is if you dial in on something, you will start seeing it everywhere, like the number 23, that Jim Carrey movie. So, um I figured I'd mention that. So, but I wanted to mention here. So we're I'm at um, second exactly fifty. Did you guys notice the installation? Uh, which that's the only thing I feel it could be. We see these three um, antenna that are coming out of uh, a facility. It looks like in the in the mm. far distance. Um, it doesn't look like I would I would have called it another upturned vehicle, but it looks too much like an installation to look like another upturned vehicle. Um, what did you guys think of this installation? 
You know what? 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 It reminds me of of those the Mass Effect One. What yeah. are they called? Those zombies that run at you and they were like stuck. That it. Uh, what are they, what are oh, they called? Gosh, Anyone know? What are they called? Yeah, I haven't played. Husks, them. I think. Husks. Husks. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. Husks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. and they, they they were like uh, I don't know. Were they like uh, raised in that on that thing? I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, they're in. But yeah, the day. Yeah, right, right, right. And then they fall down off it and start to attack you. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe maybe some kind of device like that. But yeah. it, it it certainly doesn't look natural for me. It looks in some in some way like a, some kind of device. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing which literally up until this point I hadn't noticed um, from the trailer. Um, this mound in the back which is so clearly a structure now that i have advanced a few more seconds i'm at minute i'm at um second 52 um yeah there's no doubt it's it's not uh it you know it doesn't look like an unopturned vehicle it's it's clearly set far into the background um and i believe it is possibly the installation from which they conduct these um you know because they're not too far out from it it could it could possibly have been, we, depending on the orientation of the uh, truck. No, actually, no, I'm sorry. The truck is moving away. So if the truck was moving towards it, we would be able to deduce, deduce a little bit of whether or not that was their destination. But I clearly think that they are actually moving away from that place and because it looks like the truck is actually facing the camera. So um, They had just left. <laughs> they had just left. They, they barely... I mean, their, the, the, main, the main question about this first minute is... Uh, who gave this guy a license? Uh, I know. What the <laughs> fuck, man? Seriously. Like, talk talk about a bummer on a Sunday. It's like we're just trying to dispose this corpse, and look at you just fucking everything up. I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call him Pete. It's like fuck you, Pete, for just being a shit driver. You know what? You deserve to you deserve to age seventy years in the span of a minute. You know what? Yeah, yeah you know what? I'm not gonna bring an umbrella. You can you can drink that time for water all you want. Drink that shit, you motherfucker. <laughs> No, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously. Um, yeah. A big question is what happened. What what yeah. made the car that made the car crash? Very important. Um, what, what did happen? If now? if do you remember? Uh, I think it was way earlier, or maybe even last by the end of the last year. Ludwig Forsell uh, teased some uh, soundtracks that he was working on. Mm. Yeah, I remember that on Twitter. Uh, he said he, he was checking the new equipment. He had mm. this uh, new synthesizer. And he posted a video on Twitter. Is that the one you're referring to? Uh, where he plays a bit of his soundtrack that he works. Oh, on. yeah? Yeah. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a very, uh, like, chase, like, even. Like, yeah. something happens. There is immediacy to that. I remember and that And it piece. feels like, yeah, it feels like something happened there, and they had to move. And be. something was chasing after them, but then it, like, came to uh, a crescendo of, like, uh, something happened, and yeah. they just uh, turned around. Uh, well, they 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 crashed. Yeah, I I mean we we give we give Pete a, a bunch of shit for being a shit driver because he is, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that it wasn't just his shit driving this time. I think they were actually pursued, as Arthur is uh, suggesting, they were pursued by something. Um, my, you know, why not? I'll just throw this out there. Yeah, um, a yeah. Bit of I don't think yeah. Up. Yeah, I don't think like Pete, uh, the, the uh, <laughs> word that Pete said before he, they crashed. Hey, have you seen monster trucks? Yeah. It's just 
tried to do a cool trick or something like that. He did. He was just trying to show off. He was just like, I just want to impress. He's just like, he's just the worst. I hate that guy. Um, I'm kidding. I'm just developing this entire. I just have this this vision of him just being that dopey like let dopey co-worker at work is just like fucking up constantly it's like can you just seriously he, like every time you fill like every time you use the coffee you never fill it up you never wipe up <laughs> after yourself you're just the worst <laughs> like why did the cdt ever hire you pete he's played by yuri yolenthal yolenthal what's the name of the voice actor yuri oh, yuri lowenthal he's um fantastic he's a, yeah. he's a yeah, uh, he did the voice of Tesla in the Order 1886. Uh, I I heard that he's uh, played maybe even and and probably voiced by that actor. I'm not sure if it's true or not. Okay. Where did you hear that? Uh, I heard it on a stream. Uh, I watched the stream by one guy that I usually follow, and okay. he said, "Oh, I know that voice. He recognized it immediately." So I thought that, huh. "Oh, it might be him." Yeah, that's amazing. For first. Yeah, didn't hear about it yet. Yeah. That, that's a scoop, frankly. Um, we're getting some scoops tonight. Um, thank you, Arthur, for that, for sure. Um, yeah, thank well, you. it might be uh, it might be Dodd. Listen, we okay, guys, when you make... I'm going to have to edit that out. You guys have zero fallibility, all right? And all these humble little things of like, oh, I guess I could be right. I'm going to edit that out because for me, you guys are like informants. You're a professional journalists. There's Albert, no doubt. Albert, <laughs> Albert. You, you can be... You can be cautious as Sam, or oh. you can fuck up like Pete. Okay, what what part did you want to be a fucking Sam in this life, or do you want to be a fucking Pete in this life? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Just getting schooled by Arthur, I love this. Just getting some Russian wisdom. And we're just at minute one, guys. We're only at minute one, that's right. Um, at uh, 54, this is fun, at um, 54 seconds, um, right, dire almost directly above where we see the... Um, little um, hazard palm, aka back-mounted flower thing, detector, whatever. We see that of the old guy. Um, we'll call him Bob, um, even though he's a gun guy. <laughs> I love the names, man. I love the names. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Pete and Bob. That's great. <laughs> They're so random. And... <laughs> I mean, come on. Sam is, thra Sam is, th is, th Sam, is yeah. three letters. Sam is very simple. Yeah. Bob and Pete are quite perfect. <laughs> Bob. All right, we'll call him Bob for the duration of the next seven episodes, because we have to call him something. We can't call him Gun Guy. So right above him, there's a <laughs> sorry, <laughs> have to call him something. Um, so uh, there's a silo right above him. Um, it's like a rain catching silo or something. It's a very, de very um, definite cylindrical shape that's above him. Um, again, mm -hmm. it could just be some sort of industrial feature, uh, sort of Blade Runner 2049-esque um, sort of thing. But it's it's very strangely now that i see it at this close of a pace you know you slow down it's it's precisely above him have you are you guys zoomed in on 0 54 on that uh, one but yeah you, you you mean you mean like behind him in the back way, yeah, in, the back. way in the background it's or? definitely not again just like with the facility in the background that yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's definitely um not natural it doesn't look like a mountain or anything it definitely looks like a i call it a silo but it could just and i mean one extrapolation I can make is, you know, um, here in Australia we have we just catch rain through these things. I'm not just Australia, but um, in rural settings, there's these rain catcher things um, that people, you know, who live out yeah, out yeah. back, yeah, you know, they need to catch rain. And it's very easy to think about that, like with something as, uh, you know, core to 
this trailer itself and, and arguably to the whole premise of Death Stranding, this timefall rain, that they may capture this rain. They may um, actually... So they want, they want to take it. their time. Oh, Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ. Did you just do that? Oh, God. I'm sorry, guys. I, I bemoan you. I just, we just lost our, our yeah, subscribers. Listen, listen, they're just trying to take their time. All right? They're trying to gather as much time as they can. Hey. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I have nothing to say to you, Daniela. We are not talking for another week. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> just taking their time. Great. Um, Arthur, do you have a crazy pun for that, or are we happy to let Daniela have his moment? Uh, honestly, I didn't really realize what happened. I was just too cons- too focused on what might that building be. Yeah, that's okay. So um, we were we were as well, and then Daniela fucked it up. No, I'm kidding. And D- Daniela <laughs> has some of the greatest insights. I actually really mean that. So, but basically, uh, Arthur, he was just saying, as in, uh, looks like they're just taking their time, as in they're. They're catching. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was an amazing pun. It's great. It's great. Thank I you. Thank it. you. South is trying to be a serious analyst. And... Well, this trend sure is uh, <laughs> developing fast. Yeah, lads. Amazing. This is great. I really dig this. No, I also Daniela, love you, man. Love that. Really great. Come in with the funds at any time. <laughs> and that goes for Steve, Dean, and Arthur as well. That's this, That's why this is kind of fun. So... Uh, a bit of absurdity the whole again you know we can't overrule like we're just moving through an eight minute trailer second by second um you gotta be able to sort of take a step back and kind of laugh at that a bit but it's no doubt again and just grounding with you guys and leveling with you guys we're um you know at two hours and 15 on the show uh i'm i'm finding stuff in this trailer already that i would never would never have thought about um and, and arthur you mentioned thinking about what this might be could it be anything in your opinion other than like a something for catching the time for rain uh, well i thought of like a composition of shot composition yeah it's not it's very deliberate that we see that building it even though it's not very clear we can't really tell it again it might be just a very conveniently shaped rock for all we know Good. but i wouldn't really go over that uh usually if it uh if i connected to my uh theory that they were chased from some place especially knowing that they were carrying something very specific. Usually in narrative or in a movie, when something like that happens, we can see like uh, some point of reference to see how far they got or where are they, it's just for a viewer to see where are they. So it's, it's more about that maybe. Absolutely. So it might be that uh, building facility where they were prior to this event. Absolutely. No, totally. Did anyone have any other thoughts to add on the fact that, yeah, the placement is so deliberate. It really is right above uh, Bob and Pete, you know. Um, it's crazy. Like, it just sort of orbits them um, and just stays with them. So, I don't know. Um, could just, again, as Arthur said, like a very deliberately shaped rock. But um, anyone have any thoughts about what that kind of shot competition might um, allude to? No idea, man. That's cool. Easy. <laughs> uh, if nothing comes, you don't have to contrive it, which is great, and I'm glad you guys don't do that. So we're at minute... Uh, sorry, I keep saying minute. Um, second 56, and then going into 57, this is just Sam checking on his wound. Um, very, very great little bit of subtle um, facial acting with um, uh, Norman. I think one of his uh, strengths as an actor is um, um, just micro-expressions. Uh, you can see it in his work in The Walking Dead. Um, uh, 
and you can just see him just very slightly wincing at what could possibly be either a broken leg or like something badly strained. He's bleeding clearly, so probably likely broken. Um, uh, yeah, so that's kind of my thoughts there. And like, well, it kind of makes me think, you know, when he's reborn, uh, like, well, you know, I wonder if that might be a gameplay thing of like, oh shit, you know, I, I have no med packs to repair my broken leg. Well, I might lose some items with when I die and like enter that limbo mode, but at least when I spawn back, um, I'll have my leg back. So that might be a thing, you know, I don't know. Mm. Um, cool. So I think, um, and again, well, obviously we can't uh, move past this, uh, you know, second 60, you know, the end of the minute um, on Porter. Uh, we've discussed a bit on the name Porter, uh, whether or not it could be the surname, whether or not it could be a title. Did anyone else have any other thoughts of what it might be? An anagram for something or any any thoughts on, on Porter from anyone? Mm, I have no idea. Um, I think it, it might be his uh, his function, his job. Yeah. Um, as it's written on his suit, so yeah. prominently, um, yeah, I think if it, if it wasn't his name, he would look more like uh, a small tag or something. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, cool. So yeah, that's what I think. That's uh, that's Danielle on that one. Um, uh, Steve, what did you think? Um, well, like I said before, I I think uh, well, he's got like a different suit than uh, this the corpse disposal team. It just makes me think that uh, Norman Reedus' character is not like special, like he's the one or the unique guy in the entire universe. Maybe there are other guys like him or other people like him that are, have certain uh, abilities or something that can like transcend death in the way he does mm. with the baby technology and thing, maybe. And maybe these this guys are, are part of the, the Porter team or something. Yeah. That's like the only thing I can think about. Totally. Um, we'll go... Um... Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, Arthur, do you have any particular thoughts about Porter? Uh, well, Steve actually, for me, uh, went to the same place where I would with the name Porter and like uh, how it connects to the character of uh, Norman Reedus. Maybe he's not the only one Porter and that makes them special, something about them. Uh, plus, well, there's another thing. Porter is someone who carries something as far as I understand. That's true. To, to portability. Yeah. Not transporter. It's not transporter. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we see uh, later again. Sorry for going uh, further in the in the trailer. We see a child within him, even though it's like in in the subconscious, uh, in under the sea, under the water, underwater sequence. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But uh, in the first trailer, we see uh, this scar on his uh, um, abdominals. So yes. maybe he was Porter, then something happened, and this is before that. Mm. Maybe that's why he's special. I'm not really sure. It's it's definitely seems like a manufactured like a hazmat suit for specific uh, tasks. Yeah, no, I, I can take mm. that for sure. Um, I just had two random thoughts. One is um. Uh, how you know Bob, uh, the guy with the gun? Um, he is old, uh, visibly. Um, whether or not that might be a um, hazard of working with Timefall so closely, whether he's not actually that old, maybe he's like, maybe age-wise twenty, but like because of Timefall exposure, he may have, you know, maybe 
like just maybe atmospherically like you know how you know there's condensation and there's like being hit by rain but also when you're like in a rainy house like you can just feel the condensation mm-hmm. you can feel the moisture so maybe just from exposure to that mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. aged a bit prematurely even mm-hmm. without direct contact. just like radiation that's right that's right um and so um and then my other thought was um uh you know it's a random thought but like um i wonder if they keep track of of how many times they've died and uh whether or not some of the numbers there it was just probably a bit of a throwaway thought but like um like whether he could be cloned 9140 i don't know that's just, oh. just i thought i'd throw that out there it's very half-baked but you know i figured i would because we're being so exhaustive with this mm. um but, yeah, uh, I wanted I wanted to maybe connect that Porter role. Maybe I did before. I, I can't remember, but it it suits well with uh, with object objectives that could be I, I guess main objectives in the game. If you're like transporting something, you you know it it, it doesn't have a goal of killing someone. And we already heard that you know you don't really have to much kill anyone in the game or something in similar fashion. So, so you know, I I can see it as a goal to transport something from one place to the other. That's 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 one of the objectives I think there that it will be in main missions maybe. Yeah. And I'm kind of worried about that because it again it again uh, does the same. I mean, it it can done the same thing as Phantom Pain, and that is the emotional part of the mission is the game gun because someone talks to you, hey, I need this shit to get to that shit i mean to that place yeah and just do it okay <laughs> but yeah. I, I hope i hope there will be more characters involved in those in those missions like in this one yeah. but yeah that, that's something i mean that's that's quite possible in my opinion no okay cool um or maybe okay. he's just in charge of transporting the bodies that they're carrying around yeah that's okay. literally his yeah. what he's looking after mm. right right Good point. Um, I'm going to be a bit boring, and I I'm pretty sure that it, it is um, his surname. And the reason I have for this is uh, there are um, I think it's maybe in like the Martian, uh, which is also there's some shared imagery. Uh, you know the Matt Damon is it Matt Damon? Yes. Yeah. That yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. Um, where uh, it's very clearly emblazoned on their suits because of the low visibility. Um, it can be quite hard to distinguish. Uh, ah. Yeah. And so I also noticed the. Um, the writing is reflective because when his the shadow of his head goes over the um, mm. text, uh, the, um, uh, the the material itself actually is like it, it actually shows through through the darkness. So um, my my thing is like, you know, the role is already quite established. Like it, with just you know they're a pretty small team. So if they were like 50 people and you know they probably would need distinctions of role just to make sure they could keep track but because the team's so small I think the most important thing would be the identification and just making sure because of that low visibility uh, um that that you know that they would be able to identify each other. Um also that implies um we can do a little bit of an extrapolation there that um that they uh spend uh maybe periods of time kind of at a, at a pretty long distance from each other so out there disposing of these corpses so to speak um we don't see again another notion that uh um adds to the fact that they were waylaid um and that they're not far from the sort of cdt facility we'll just call it in the background is that they mm. um have crashed pretty close to it and there doesn't seem to be you know corpse disposal um i would 
I would have previously thought at least that it kind of implies, um, you know, a place where to dump bodies, you know, um, which would imply like a pit of some kind or a pit of bodies. Um, and have you guys heard of the uh, Charnel um, grounds? You know what those are? No. Uh, in different cultures, so Charnel grounds are where uh, corpses are, are disposed, um, so that uh, um, natural predators or natural scavengers can kind of have at them and uh, kind of create this place of it's very very pungent and awful but it's this almost like a recycling facility but for corpses and there's sort of these open air uh kind of um uh, there's sort of circular structures um i believe there's um i don't want to be ignorant here but um there are ties with uh, hinduism um uh and certain practices religious practices where they these bodies are brought to these um kind of death circles where they're all sort of piled up together and um, natural uh, scavengers can sort of like vultures or whatever. I'm sorry, Albert. Yes. Is there anything you don't know? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, okay. Cheers. Uh, I think. <laughs> Thanks, man. I mean, you you always bring up all these things I have never heard of, oh, cool. and it's Cheers, really man. interesting. I mean, thank you for that. Uh, welcome, it's man. fascinating talking to you. <laughs> no, man, I appreciate it, and it goes all the way around uh, to each of you individually, and uh, yeah, you've, all of you have read these points and that's one of the highlights of why i i uh, i get a lot out of putting the show together and doing it with you guys for sure yeah thanks man <laughs> sure and uh, that shout thing, out uh the <laughs> thing you just mentioned the thing you just mentioned there is a area on bloodborne called like that like charnel lane isn't yeah it? that's right Ch uh, that's right that's what and, that means uh, mm -hmm. yeah and and there's <laughs> there's like witches uh protecting like dead bodies or something and doing some sort of ritual yeah. made me think of that that's right. So th there's a chance that um, they may do a corpse disposal process to maybe put them somewhere where these creatures can kind of have at them um, uh, and as a distraction away from the living. You know, that could be a thing where they, they put these um, corpses in a place where it's like, OK, well, they can kind of scavenge these and, and CDT may be dedicated to keeping these creatures away from Earth, maybe by um, giving them what they want. But in this kind of scavenger kind of way and, and these um, these uh, I'll, I'll post the actual word for them. But they're yeah, these sort of charnel yeah. Death circles. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, I'm really glad to. Um, I just sort of it's just in my. Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned I, I mentioned this in the I mentioned this. Yeah, I mentioned this in the in the previous episode where I think the the Norman's uh, character's job is like uh, doing this mummification to certain bodies in order for him to protect the bodies or dispose them so the the alien creatures or the mm. uh, Lovecraftian creatures don't, don't don't get to them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That is that is also true with the the gold mask and seems quite deliberate for that. Um, there's a chance possibly that either yeah the golden mask might either repel or attract them depending on what the purpose of the cdt is but um but yeah so that's kind of i've got a i've got, got a question for you though yeah. uh i i kind of want to challenge you on your surname theory okay i mean do you know any other game or movie or tv show anything that has uh, a character like that that has his surname on it oh. i i think i ne i never ever saw it and it it it, 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 it i think feels... i did I think I did. Yeah. Uh, like on a football that. match. Well, exactly. <laughs> that, that's only well, in sports. Only well, in sports. Well, Alb Albert just mentioned about Martian, right? Uh, where my Damien's character had his name on his suit, right? His 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 surname. His surname was on on the on the robes. 
Are yeah. you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at it here. So I'm just really? looking, I'm looking at um, a, a screenshot of Matt Damon in The Martian. Um, I'll send it to you. It's got the the name of his mission as well uh, on the side as well. I'll just I'll send it to you. Um, so you let me know what this. Uh, no, okay, my my bad, my bad. Then. But I still I still think it's it's really I'm illogical. I, I mean, it's it's weird to see because it's not only one surname, but he has multiple times. He has it on 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 his arms, on his shoulder, on his leg. I mean, it's crazy for me. I, I mean, if uh, I, if I, I were that. a yeah, character yeah. like that, and I had my sermon multiple times on my suit, I mean, it was just crazy. I don't, I don't know. It, it you might, you might really yeah. like your surname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm proud of myself, right? <laughs> All right. Um, but, but now that you mention it, though, um, Albert, now that you mentioned the Martian, that's interesting. Yeah. This could be a space mission. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. We see the, um, you know, uh, it, it, yeah, like like maybe a planet that either humanity has set up to have atmospheric conditions where they're able to, um, you know, yeah, maybe a dedicated space on a planet away from earth that they can dispose of these corpses which is wow like like maybe again to underline how important it is to um keep these things away from earth if that's indeed what's happening um uh or it could be an area on earth itself but you know that's again up to conjecture so i sent by the way i sent that picture of matt damon in the, in the chat as well so you can have a look at that um, yeah, yeah, yeah so what's so, his name his name I mean, it's not important, but... Oh, that's okay. Uh, yeah, so okay. His, his character's name, let me quickly check. I should know this, because I didn't, was watching it before. So, The Martian, and I'll just type Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Sorry. Sorry. I had to. Um, Ma Mark Watney. So, that's the... Um, so, his surname is okay, Watney. Okay, so, where on the suit is his name? Uh, wow, maybe my memory is a bit incorrect. I don't see. It. Okay, that that is that's one 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 point for for Camp Dean in the yeah. in the role right. that it could be. All right, all right. So you get to you get see. Look at you. You get to have your special moment. All right. Looks yeah. like you were right, Dean. You were right. Yeah. <laughs> Make a time timestamp where Dean is right. Dean, is right. exactly. Thank you, thank you, Arthur. Fantastic. Um, guys, um, that's we've I think almost at the hour mark with that minute. Um, I'm pretty happy to tie a knot on that one. Did anyone have any closing thoughts on that one? Um, just stuff that uh, sort of they wanted to express before we close uh, that one off. We. I kind of just wanted to mention it, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, thank you. I I kind of just wanted to mention some. So uh, one of you mentioned the uh, the like the the camera work and the. It's it's very similar to the first trailer, and it made me think on the uh, on the uh, on the Blake poem, mm. where uh, I mean a lot of people kind of kind of think of that poem as a uh, appreciation of nature yeah. and life and things like that. Mm. And I mean the first thing the first thing we see in this trailer is like uh, the um, plants dying, for example. True. And mm. I've mentioned this before, where 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 I think I think this game has the vibe of like a survival game where I mean, these people, this, the, the human beings that we see in this in this world, like kind of desperate, trying to protect life, the, like the baby. I mentioned this before, where like the baby is the most important thing, and they want to, and the, the guy, the, the the old guy wants to give Sam the the baby pot and, and things like that. So, uh, just a quick thought that I had. That's good. No, I, I like that. Yeah, it's a bit of an inversion of that of that Blake illusion to um to uh life you know definitely um so yeah thanks for that steve um anyone else have any closing thoughts on this minute uh, 
I, I could go. Yeah, go, go. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We didn't really touch upon the Dreamcatcher. Ah, yes. Yeah, I, I, I left a little teaser there for the, the James Gleason kind of um, uh, reference there. But, um, yeah, we can definitely open up the, 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 the floor. If, if that's cool, if that's cool. Oh, no, absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. Um, my, my reasoning for that is it, it, it occurs later in the trailer. So, But we can discuss the Doomcatcher at any time, whether here or later. Um, uh, and it's sort of, it actually has its own little hero shot, I remember, in the uh, whatever minute that is of when, we're, when the, sort of fam the camera is sort of tracking Sam down into the abyss of the kind of limbo space or the um, purgatory space and it like almost as though Kojima's like see look look the dream catcher notice it and then it floats away because <laughs> uh, we have the um, also that uh, dedicated shot of the uh, bridges you know the car door that has uh, the bridges logo on it having that exact same thing of like see look look here hey can you see this the bridges logo. <laughs> okay and then it just and then it <laughs> and then it floats away <laughs> so yeah um, so yeah, no, um, Arthur, what were your thoughts about the Dreamcatcher? Uh, <clears throat> well, you know that uh, someone pointed out, I don't remember who exactly and where, probably on Reddit, uh, that Dreamcatcher is originated from culture I don't, uh, I can't recall. Native American. And it literally means, Native American, thank you. And it literally means uh, spider. Yes. That's and correct. I start to see more uh reference to spiders mm. not just bridges logo but that creature that they and i say creature because i'm pretty much sure it's creature that yeah. uh, they were transporting it lies like it was you know when spider catches something it just uh spins its web around it that's right it did that absolutely um the, i call it the just yeah, i mean feeder. that, that yeah. catchers um, that catchers have to do with non, not only spiders but also with um, motherly protection i think yeah they mm -hmm. traditionally so, they are often hung over cradles as protection it originates from the ojibwe culture as the spider web charm um, or in something right. that is net like um, or a dream snare, so a hoop with woven string or sinew meant to replicate a spider's web used as a protective charm for infants again the infant imagery there so um specifically mm. meant as protection for infants so i'm just going to underline and emphasize and highlight that uh which has direct bearing on the infant that is within sam right now um or or rather that takes refuge within sam later in the trailer um so dreamcatcher imagery is 1000 percent relevant here um and mm. yeah absolutely and did anyone else have any extra thoughts on that one if not Oh. No, but I, I maybe okay. wanted to just circle back a bit uh, about the explosion dialogue. Oh, yes, go uh, I mean, yeah, you, you guys did uh, mention it and everything, but I just wanted to one, once again said how I I think how good it was because because of that ambiguity ambiguity of it. And yeah. when he mentioned mentioned explosion, it can literally be a lot of things, not only not only the Big Bang or not only the solar system. And, and I just wanted to give a shout out and rip off another post on Reddit. And it's kind of similar, and I love Arthur's, Arthur's explanation also. That first bang is first trailer, second bang is second trailer, and so on. Yeah. But uh, his, his post was uh, about how first bang is, I don't know, uh, like uh, processing of the assets into the engine. Second game is uh, 
you know, loading of the engine and third bang is loading on the cortex or something like that. He, yeah. he was in, in that sense. Mm. And and then he also connected the cords with like wires and uh, he, he basically made the, everything we saw with um, connection, connected it with uh, our periphery, peripheries of our computers and stuff like yeah. that. Absolutely. So that, that was also pretty, pretty, I mean, Kojima's dialogue there, um, uh, made that available, made, uh, you know, made that available to happen so that we can think in that way. And probably it isn't true, but it's still fun to Absolutely. theorize. Yeah, a good, a huge part, as as I say at the end of every episode, like the game's already begun, like, and he's he's asserted this, obviously that comes from what he said um, shortly after the 2016 trailer, the very first trailer came out, um, mentioning that that's, uh, you know, a, a kind of, kind of quick way to say it, that sort of common parlance is it's half the fun but i, I really feel it is it's uh you know experience unto itself directly without hearing a word about it death stranding you pop the disc in and i'm 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 1000 certain beyond certain it'll it would be amazing uh you know uh subject matter that like covers the length and breadth of the human experience beautiful nuanced full of symbology absolutely and that's um it would be such a powerful thing unto itself but to consider that by delving into these um, aspects of having this close viewing and and, uh, re- and threading these strands, is, which is what I've why I've decided to call these breakdown episodes, that um, as all of you have done, uh, Dean, Steve, Daniela, and and Arthur, in each of your own ways, definitely um, embodying what uh, this title, which again, so much with its imagery of threading strands, of like connected strands, um, it, it really prompts that, like literally in the nomenclature of the title, it, 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 uh, it encourages you to strand things together. And I think there's there's something conscious to why it was named that way and why also Kojima um, has expressed again in the IGN interview how he loves that when you know, seeing people kind of fit things together. Whether or not he would, even if he didn't, I, I kind of wouldn't be able to help myself, uh, even if he didn't really <laughs> like people doing it. I mean, I just, I find, uh, I just, one of the things that kind of led me to doing this in the first place is because I, I, I can't really help myself but view things uh, symbolically. Um, <laughs> and uh and connecting them and stuff so it's i just think you get a lot more out of life when you sort of open to um things being connected to each other and um it sort of ends up expanding your own um understanding of things which i hope the listeners um to sort of tie a little knot on uh this first sort of episode sort of this first part of um uh, threading the strands i hope that's it's gone some ways to doing that and um and i'm hoping uh, yeah definitely looking forward to hearing your feedback on what you thought of this episode within an episode so if you guys are happy um if everyone's expressed everything they wanted to about this uh, first part oh yeah go ahead as, yeah very quickly yeah, it's just uh, uh about again uh, about the speech at the beginning yeah. we can also interpret it as like explosions as literally explosions like yeah. nuclear explosions and yeah. it can it ties really nicely into the fact that Hideo Kojima is obviously from Japan, and it was bombed in uh, during the World War II. Oh, absolutely. There is some connection here, but what it led me to think about is what his previous game, Metal Gear, was about nuclear deterrence. Mm. And here it feels like we see what happens when we trash, uh, we cross this threshold. Even though it not, it's probably not about nuclear explosion, but it's some sort of uh, uh, moment in history when humanity crosses this gap mm. they finally made it like in uh, in the end of uh, a planet of the apes when main character screams into the air 
you yeah. find the D&D maniacs. That's right. That's a very, very important reading that um, I don't think many of us have touched on the aspect of the lit yeah literal explosions, you know, uh, Nagasaki, Hiroshima, um, and and yeah, there's there's a recurrence of that, you know, with the Godzilla as well, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Imagery wise, and that ties in and that kind of prompts that further thinking and and um, yeah, interpretation. So awesome. No, thanks for that, Arthur. Um, anyone else have any kind of closing thoughts? No. Are we good? Okay. We'll slide back into the main episode now. Thanks so much for everyone tuning into this. And um, yeah, we'll just jump straight back into the actual episode. Fantastic. So that was the first part of our eight part um, uh, Threading the Strands um, series. Uh, that will be breaking down the third trailer and then again if that's something that the listeners enjoy the second trailer as informed by the third trailer and then the first trailer as informed informed by breaking down the third and second trailer so that will be good um ray actually suggested um instead of threading the strands that it should be called thread stranding because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like death stranding and um so i might put yeah. a poll and see what people prefer the wow. segment to be called i know ray's Ray great that she... would set a new low for us no what <laughs> just kidding no, it's good it's good it's good it's good it's good i, think I like it's... it yeah thanks awesome so um that's kind of pretty much all the segments we had for this episode we're at almost three hours which again was totally inadvertent <laughs> thank you so much for everyone uh, to stick through with that there was a lot of news again out of out of nowhere and in fact as um as you heard in the middle of um threading in the strands part one uh you know dean sort of dropped in the middle of that like this new kind of um little just this mention within the or just allusion rather within his last jedi article about um uh, her heroism and, and uh, we really weirdly we were just in the middle of talking about our new hero Sam when that news landed so another great kind of syncopation there um, awesome so that's kind of our subjects with that um, we've kind of shouted out there weren't too many um, interactions really with uh, I think people are just on holiday really um, you know leading into the new year so that's totally fine with um, uh, people writing in um, Steve I think you sent me an email it it, I think it was like a bit choppy. It didn't really kind of send through entirely. Um, uh, if you wanted to send that one again, uh, he, Steve is one of our, our supporters. So um, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, actual Steve on show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in terms of uh, yeah, closing remarks, I, I just wanted to mention that. Um, we just uh, recorded Interactive Artistry episode one. Um, that's where Daniel and I um, sat down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead, uh, Arthur. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, again, I'm I'm very sorry. I'm yeah. because of me we are dragging no, past no, no, yeah, uh, totally usual fine. time. No, no. no I no, want to hear about Russian Russian people. Uh, and yeah. That too. That too. Yeah, but yeah, before that, okay. Let's uh, okay. Let's do a blitz. Uh, Russian blitz, I guess. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, but one part of it is <laughs> me. Personally, uh, I was really, uh, again, I was waiting for uh, this opportunity to just talk to you guys because I think you're awesome and what you do is cr is very cool. And Thank I you. don't really have anyone to talk about the thing yeah, I please, like. Please, please continue. Uh, so uh, one thing that I really wanted to point out and has to do more with second and the first trailer is about Mats Mikkelsen character. Mm. And uh, I have a, it's very, it's very loose, uh, but maybe the uh, the baby that we see disappear in the first trailer it's actually Matt Mikkelsen character because we were uh, told that all babies are the same throughout all three trailers and the, in the third trailer we see his 
eyes were wrapped close and we see eyes of babies they are they're brown brownish yeah and then we have a very close uh shot of mats looking up at camera and we see he also have brown eyes and it's not just that it's also that the baby in the first trailer disappeared what happens when someone disappears we don't really know we only see someone get dragged yeah but we did, didn't really see anyone disappear right away and maybe this baby character because it has to do the game does uh, a lot with uh, time travel i guess i suppose some travel uh, time travel uh, elements when time goes way uh, faster than Mm. Time fluctu- fluctuations, fluctuations. Yeah. So maybe the character Mus- Mickelson already grew up that's, that's in a very short span of time, and he really has ability to be this. Li- he had liquid uh, spots on his face, but mm. when he looked up at the camera, he didn't. They disappeared. Maybe he something like in between of our world and the world of these creatures. Mm. That is that is interesting, and he did have a particular reaction to the doll. Um, he but... also, I don't think he knows how to talk, which is funny because it's Mats Mikkelsen. But Baby, also like Mats' character, uses gestures. Yeah, that's that. Like no, please, please make him talk, please, uh, yeah. Don't 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 pull on. I really want. I really quiet. want I mean, to Mats. I really want Mats to be talking, yeah. yeah but it's just Maybe funny Kojima how... Maybe hated his accent. No, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Exactly. It's cool, It's yeah. just funny that the two characters, uh, the baby and the Mats, use primarily gestures. Especially in in regards to their faces. And the like thumbs up, hush yeah. And thumbs up. Plus, That's... again, baby, my second favorite character in this game, oh, yeah. by far. Because I really love him. <laughs> I like how he's... Infant, but he's intelligent at the same time, and he's very supportive. <laughs> he is. I just love he's he's that like not a mascot or anything because that's Ludens, but uh, you know, in the interview that was carried out on the panel for PSX, you know how uh, he's sort of uh, Kojima's mentioning like uh, without Andrew House, they wouldn't have been able to put this sort of baby giving a thumbs up uh, from a man's esophagus. It's very absurdist, yeah. but at the same time, as you said, like it's yeah, it's weirdly reassuring because he's like, hey, I'm in this, I'm this little baby inside you. I'm giving you the thumbs up. It's all gonna be okay. It's like that's that's adorable and wonderful <laughs> and very very strange so no I, I definitely agree uh arthur for sure um anyone else have any yeah. kind of uh yeah no i re- and i please also again this can go as long as it wants i'm in no rush to go to work guys it's fine <laughs> uh, you guys are okay i, I it's just the last thing i want yeah, to show you right about ahead. the russian yes. culture yeah, yeah, uh, approaching the kazima uh phenomenon okay. phenomenon mm-hmm. phenomenon I just sent you an image on, okay. on, on, on Skype. Yeah, what is it? It's, uh, I don't know if you can see it clearly, but yeah, it's like <laughs> a YouTube video by a guy yeah. uh, that is uh, very internet famous on Russian uh, web surfaces. Okay. Web, well, in the internet web. Internet famous? And yeah. he, the thing is, if you can uh, look like uh, down a bit, there are like words and they like sprawl from each other. Like, uh, like is they form in a shape. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it it reads geni, which means genius. Uh. And the thing is, every time you post something related to Kazima, anything like he's, he, we have uh, he has a photo with him uh, of him with like a, a Russian brand uh, beer uh, <laughs> in a can, beer can. 
and everyone just posts genius, genius in caps. <laughs> and it's just what? such a weird thing because when I think is it at, like uh, is it like com- comedy or do they really think he's a genius? It both, both. somehow it somehow both. I was, because... I was gonna ask that because it looks like a troll video. <laughs> yeah, it not it is, but it's not really at the same time because everyone. Uh, before that, he was mostly referred, uh, especially after NGS4, and I think on the West as well, like, oh, it's a, just a movie yeah. that you see through and watch. Yeah. And it was uh, very similar uh, here. But after, somehow it split it. Someone, I don't know who, but started this whole uh, <laughs> Kazima is a genius thing. And That's amazing. Anything, and sometimes it gets a bit racist. Oh, <laughs> no. In a way that... Uh, 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 there are, in Russia, there are a lot of uh, Kazakhi and Buryati and other uh, Asian cultures, uh, Asian people that not particularly Chinese or uh, Korean or Japanese. They're uh, from Tajikistan or something like that, and they also have like features, uh, facial features that resemble an Asian person. And yeah. sometimes someone uh, uh, like uh, writes down uh, famous Buryat. Kazima, something, something, something in Burat language announces something, something, something. And it's such a bizarre thing. <laughs> it seems like he's loved by many, but in a weird, like, sideways way. I'm really <laughs> intrigued by that. It's like this weird kind of, yeah, like, um, dichotomous love slash parody, which, as you said, it's both. And I find that really interesting. I'm always um, fascinated by things that kind of straddle the line and that kind of juxtapose one another while also complementing. Um, and also, listeners, um, uh, just so you know, um, the video that we're looking at that um, Arthur sent us is just this photo of essentially what is um, uh, Albert Einstein, but it's got Kojima's face like photoshopped into like again in black and white and everything in this kind of creepy way um so just again to connotate that like he's a genius and and I think he 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 sort of embraced that whole thing of you know people saying that he's a genius and things and what I love actually to take a more kind of grounded sort of interpretation of this is that um he's never I feel um he he would have lost fascination and um would have become a one-trick pony long ago if he actually did sit on his laurels and just sort of bask in that oh i'm a genius kind of thing because it doesn't feel like he does i think he just sort of nods respectfully and says well you know you say that now but it's about what i kind of make and and that speaking for itself instead of me carrying myself in some genius like way or or phrasing myself or giving this illusion so i really think he lets his work do the talking but um i just love that that's really intriguing um arthur for sure you know, you know, I I watch I watch the this podcast that is pretty old, like ten years old. Yesterday, and uh, it was about Kojima, but uh, around around the time he made Metal Gear Solid One, and this is all hearsay, so nothing is. And and it, it was a long time ago, but still. So there 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 was this guy on the podcast who actually met Kojima, yeah. and they were on some kind of party, and and. Uh, he said that pretty much he went to him and tried to ask him, uh, you know, like he's a big fan and stuff like that. And Kojima was apparently pretty drunk. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, he, and, and he said, uh, and he didn't even look at the guy and said, Mr. Kojima is not available at the moment. <laughs> so that, that's just, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, and the guy, the guy really that's hated nice me. That's funny. So yeah, but it was a long time ago, and I don't really know if it's uh, yeah. you know if you can believe it. But yeah. Oh, I can believe it. He, he has a lot of fun. He's yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. At first, I thought you 
somehow because I guess uh, we're we're uh, taking up from Russian memes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I thought you were mentioning like the story when a Russian uh, game journalist presented like a, uh, a recording of a Russian etude or Russian uh, classical uh, composition that resembles a lot like uh, Harry Gregson Williams' main theme from Middle oh, Gear yeah, Solid Two. Is why. Yeah, I know that not personally, but I know who that uh, journalist was, and he is also on his own level is another meme uh, persona. <laughs> it's so weird to just be talking about all that uh, while I was uh, marinating in all that for years, and now I have some kind of connection to Outdoor. Yeah. Well, other people from other cultures. No, I'm I'm really glad to, to hear that as well, especially from someone from 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 Russia as well. And I did I did remember reading that of um, why the theme hasn't reappeared and stuff about um, uh, you know you know from from Metal Gear Solid Two onwards. I think it, it did feature in the end credits of Metal Gear Solid Three, but from then on, like the, I mean, hopefully I don't get a copyright strike for doing this, but like da 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 na 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 like. It just sounded so rousing and amazing, and and like I, I really loved that theme. But um, but there you go. That's kind of crazy. So also, I just wanted to yeah. give a mini little. I guess you guys can like roll your eyes, but I'm just gonna do this for uh, for uh, for for Arthur for bringing in um for coming in again. This is his first uh show, and like he uh, just jumped in with us. We kind of did a kind of cold open with uh, a bit of pre-show, but this is just he hasn't had um. Uh, you know the lead up to to doing this, so he slid in supernaturally, and like I really dug all of the insights you gave, and just wanted to kind of open that up and just mention again without putting you too much on the spot, because we do a bit. Why? Of a, Thank you. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and thanks for all the sort of references that you've um kind of dropped for sure. And you must come back on the show definitely. I still yeah. think I I still feel like I uh, was like cutting off you people oh. from time to time. It's fine. That's the nature of Skype, you know. It's uh, um, yeah. it, all you have to do is just make sure uh, you just just jump in, just like fucking Daniela does all the time. Just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. I really like what he uh, what he offered to say. Yeah, we do all the time. Don't worry, man. You, <laughs> I'm the worst, so no, you can't I love be it. the worst too. <laughs> yeah, and this is why. Also, in my culture, like I, I'm like half Australian, half Italian. When you make fun of someone and had jab at them, it just means you love them. It just means like you care. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. So yeah, it's the same thing. So I I do these digs um, with all my all my peeps. So and I really dug how we sort of uh, all of us uh, kind of created Pete and Bob on this episode. Like <laughs> they now they now for at least for at least eight so more fantastic. for at least eight more episodes they will live a life a little eight episode long life of. Uh, we can, of, we have to make a petition of, of <laughs> that Kojima, Kojima really names like, like that in the game. <laughs> I really hope so. I, I hope that gets. Three Stooges. Sam, Pete, and Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to see. Okay, any uh, listeners out there who make art, uh, if that's something you want to do, I'd like, as Arthur suggested, uh, a picture of the Three Stooges, <laughs> but with their three faces superimposed um, and in black and white. That would be amazing. And uh, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll say it right now. If you do that, um, you'll be on the show. <laughs> just going to bribe bribe people with appearances. Um, what a, a super uh, elucidating and um, erudite and... Uh, completely fascinating and uh just really um just uh, it just like expanded my understanding of so much this episode and a great great first experiment because again we hadn't done anything like this on the show i think arthur you 
fucking stepped up to it, and I really appreciate you joining us for this episode. Um, and I and think it's just minute one just where minute nothing one? happens. Yeah, but, <laughs> but then again, so much like we again all that yes. stuff about the facilities and like some of the speculation threads we kind of um, uh, began to sort of thread together, so to speak. Um, I really dug it. No, I think it it went better than I could have uh, better than I could have hoped for, for sure. Awesome. So um, for the closing remarks, all I was going to mention and um, was, uh, yeah, Interactive Artistry has had its first episode. So please, if you wanted to, just essentially if the sort of ele elevator pitch for that is what we do for Death Stranding, but for a couple of titles. Um, uh, we're looking at orbiting mainly five, which is the God of War, um, Red Dead Redemption, The Last of Us Part 2, uh, A Bit of Days Gone, and then like an open fourth rotating chair so we'll have a new segment again everything you've experienced with death stranding podcast but um just extended to these other titles and then also to the subject of the validity and worthwhileness of the interactive medium itself as a uh, potential for being a powerhouse of um creative uh philosophical spiritual psychological intellectual um deepening of understanding and, and subject matter so um we really like to take that time even though we joke around a whole bunch um here to um, acknowledge the power, inherent power of this medium and, and where it's heading, and we want to be a force for the growth of it and uh, the le legitimization of it, as I've mentioned. And so if that's something that kind of resonates with you off of um, being intrigued by Kojima and, and wanting to see other creators that are kindred to him, again, we spoke earlier about Kojima, um, sorry, Ken Levine being interviewed or interviewing and interviewing each other with the Guillermo del Toro, there's um, stuff like that that we sort of like to explore with that and um yeah just sort of widening the sphere even further of um really um giving this uh um medium this dedicated space of uh seeing it as what it is which is what it has the potential of being as i've sent ad nauseum here but um it's the only medium that is like life itself and that it's interactive and experience that is give and take and um because of that kind of uh intimate connection with sort of the what it means to be human, what it means to exist. Um, that's kind of where, uh, if you opened up the chest of interactive artistry, what you would see inside is is that conceit of how can we leverage that? How can, as um, Dean um, Neil Druckmann said this in the end of the episode, how can I leverage? How can we leverage interactivity um, to ha have the most, the deepest Im emotional uh, impact on on uh, people experiencing these stories, where they're actually stepping into the roles of these characters uh, instead of experiencing them passively? So. Yeah, so I figured I'd mention that uh, as a little mini plug to that show, that main show. Um, and then we have our little uh, wrap-up social media kind of stuff. So um, if you do enjoy the show and want to see it grow and help support us, please head over to patreon.com um, forward slash interactive artistry. Uh, there's a couple of tiers there um, if you wanted to um, help us out. And, and also essentially become an early producer of the show. We have Dragon's Manor, aka Phil Legend, who's helping us there on the $15 tier. Um, and then we have Steve as well, who's um, similarly, he's one of our, again, I like to call them our founding producers. So um, that's a limited to 50 kind of tier there where you'll get a Bridges pin. Um, and it's sort of, um, there's a little preview of, a, of it on the um, on the Instagram as well, if you want to have a look at that. Um, and then, you, you know what, we're pretty much, just interactive artistry or death stranding podcast on all the things so tumblr it's all very easy to find so i won't kind of give you a url dump to the listeners who maybe hear a bit too much too much of those on other podcasts so um 
Yeah, so as a closing note to our listeners, we're, we here at Interactive Artistry are always looking to improve the quality of the show and tailor it to you, the audience, to make it the very best Death Stranding slash Kojima show it can be. Um, if you have any feedback, please do reach out to us through our online outlets, um, including uh, yeah, interactiveartistry at gmail.com and deathstrandingpodcast at gmail.com. Take care, everyone, and remember, the game has already begun. Woohoo! Alright, done. Yay! Exactly. Thank exactly. you, thank you, thank you, everyone. <laughs> no, my pleasure. <laughs> Pleasure's all mine, guys, for sure. And yeah, definitely welcome, Arthur. So glad to have you on the show. Could have gone either way. Again, I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop if I keep getting these, uh, like, people uh, sort of raise their hand to be on the show. I'm expecting uh, maybe minute four. Maybe the person who's coming for minute five will just jump.